Hey, Matt, how was tonight's show? It was the best show ever because I was co-hosting. Oh, that's a little presumptuous. Yeah. We talked about a lot of stuff, but I'd like to thank all of our loyal listeners for continuing to support us. And not only that, we have a lot of sponsors that help this show because how else can you get awesome free information on the internet? There's no other way. You need sponsors to help you get it there. Listen to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday and enjoy the show. Audio. This is a good question. There we go. There we go. Now, welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Like I said, my name is Jimmy Lewis. This is Matt Mattoon. Hey there. Technical difficulties again. Technical difficulties again. This is the way we like to start the show off. Uh, OBS was not picking up the mic for some reason. Thanks. Does the first one to comment get a prize? Every any first commenter but Craig Hunter I gets gets a prize. Yeah, I yeah, agree with this tonight. Uh, I was actually gonna say maybe the first person to ask a decent question on Instagram, but I'm gonna send it to your in, uh, your prize to your Instagram account, and I don't know what that is. I don't even know. I, I went I went live on the wrong Instagram channel. Right, right. We both had technical difficulties. Why well, I always do, but that's why I'm not doing what you do. Right. Just two buttons. Have you ever hosted on Tech Talk before? Like sat in the in the co-pilot seat yeah i've, I've been a host on on the show before okay. I, and not being a producer it was years ago i remember i think it was tech talk taco tuesday number seven and number 20 something oh you remember the numbers yeah, yeah where the show's horrible uh yes but not because of me okay so i i elevated if, the standards if you're if you're wondering what uh tech talk taco tuesday is and what was that beeping noise for some reason my phone disconnected from the hot seat hotline. Oh, that's not good. So a couple things. This show would not be possible without the help of our sponsors. Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, and Bulletproof Designs. Thank you for calling Colin Studios. Excuse me? Yeah. Let's see if we can handle this like off the off the thing and not in the middle of my ad reads. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not even doing ad reads. I'm just mentioning everybody. What's the best Welcome dual sport bike? Dave you are Donnelly. now in the host room and can manage your callers from the Colin Studio web interface. Wow. Can you know what? You should give out our password on like you did last time on this on this thing. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it was gonna be a lot. We'll we'll, we'll take a couple mistakes. All, right. it's just been it's been nonstop criticism here. So the way this show works is brought to you by Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, and bulletproof designs is that if you have motorcycle and motorcycle product related questions we generally have answers and if we don't have answers we get answers for you by somebody who really knows mm-hmm. i kind of know a lot of stuff but I, the more that i the more the more i do this i realize the less i really know mm-hmm. and there's 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 a lot of different ways to to you know skin a fish i think you skin a fish right yeah, yeah, or scale, descale a fish. Okay, so there's different ways to do things, mm-hmm. and um, we have a very plain and common sense uh, approach. Generally, it, we have the, we'll tell you how to do it the factory mechanic way, and we'll tell you how to do it with your chisel and your sledgehammer. I mean, husky tool, right. inside of your garage. So, uh, Dave Donnelly, we're going to get to your question for sure. Uh, and wow, Joseph just 
dropped a bomb of a question Joseph there. Has just, a, that's that's good. Joseph has a question and a, hey, and a story. Hey, so so we'll we'll get to all these things. We throw them up in the chat. You, if you're watching this live, we answer your questions right here. We try to go to the ones that come in first right away. We have questions that come in through when you, if you're listening to this like in a podcast form and you send us an email with a question, or if you comment on this video, if you're watching this like on YouTube or on Facebook and you comment on it, we go back over through those comments, grab them put them into the next show. And that's where we get the majority of our comments. Cause who has time to watch this crap, especially on Tuesday night. There's so much better stuff to do on Tuesday night than watch Jimmy. And now Matt. Yeah. Jimmy, and Matt, new uh, co-host, new co-host. Like I said, we fired the kids. Yeah. They're, they're all, all fired except for Maddox. Who's answering the phones. So, right. which we might actually have someone. Uh, yeah. If, Hey, if you get a call, we'll bring them right into the show. Just tell us what we're doing. And why is Mojave Bob, you're going to get close to being on the camera. You're really, you're getting close to the camera, buddy. Yeah. It steals your soul. I, I do it for two hours a week. I have my stole, not much left, but anyway, so, mm -hmm. uh, thanks everybody for joining. Uh, let's go to that. Let's go to the first question from Dev. Yeah. Hey guys, what's what, <laughs> Hey guys, what's the best dual sport bike? In all honesty, and I've said this a million times before, you went to my camera and it was you. Yeah. <laughs> How screwed up is that? It's very, I just, Wrong side. It's, hey, we yeah. switched. I'm a, I'm a, I got put in the corner. Yeah. I got, I got moved over into the corner here. I'm getting promoted right out of the top of my own show. Right, Bob? See how they're doing this? I fire a couple people and all of a sudden now I'm over here. The cream is rising to the top. I've said many times, probably the single best dual sport bike right now and for the last... Since 2012, it's been a KTM 500 EXC. Period. We can argue about like different colored versions and all that stuff, but just take that and run with it because your 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 question was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight words. I'm going to give you one word answer. KTM 500. The show is brought to you by Yamaha. Yamaha, for motocross riders driven to dominate, dominate the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit yamahamotorsports.com today to explore what's new and improve for 2023. 2023 coming up? Yeah, you, get, you can look at the 2022s and the 2023s. And if you don't know, probably the, the single coolest thing about the Yamahas is their power tuner that you can yeah that, that app is really impressive free app and you can turn your bike into almost anything so it's like you can have any motor type you want mm -hmm. with that so uh on to the next one joseph Hahn says joseph Hans. that's where you start reading and i drink right i was uh looking at i was looking at the call room i have a 2002 drz 400e that's been a great bike for me never had any issues and like to ride slower tech slower that's a comma technical trails I felt that I, I've been pretty lucky so far and decided to add some radiator protection with some Unabiker guards. Unabiker, yeah. Unabiker guards. For of some course, ProMoto Billet does not make guards for that bike, as far as I can tell. But right. keep going. Yeah. For some reasons, I'm concerned that I could create cooling issues that I haven't had before. I'm concerned because I had to remove the plastic air directing louvers and then block some of the radiator with the, with the guards. How do I monitor the temp of my bike? Do I need to add a gauge or a sensor? Watch the expansion tank? Other suggestions? That's a really good question. So good you're, question. you're on to something with the, the louvers doing what they do. And effectively what they do is they kind of slow the air down a little bit and kind of they, they jam it into the radiators and 
kind of get it moving sideways so it, it does stuff creates a vortex behind there's lots of stuff there's lots of reasons for the reason that the, the way they have louver so you can affect it for them for 90 percent of the people it's not going to make a difference so the first thing if you're concerned about it the best thing to do would have been had a gauge by the way trail tech one yeah. of our sponsors of the show makes really nice gauges. They have a little gauge called a TTOs that do a lot of different things. One of them is a temperature sensor, and it has mm -hmm. a thing that you can slide in your radiator. It's just a, a um, I think it's copper, whatever. It just slides between the fins and mm -hmm. measures the radiator temperature. They have one that goes in line, so it's a it's a like a like a thermostat housing kind of thing, but it's a temperature mm -hmm. uh, gauge. And so there's lots of ways to monitor. It would have been good to monitor it before and after, and then you would know. The easy way, like you mentioned, would be monitoring the coolant catch tank. You know, if you if you all of a sudden you find yourself pushing coolant out and uh, not, you know, like doing it, not doing it, whatever. Uh, but the the louvers do make a difference, and I noticed, and contrary to what you would think, is if you're riding really fast, the louvers are better. If you're going really slow, they don't make much of a difference. And so on the on and this is this is not from any sort of a this was not from any sort of science. This was just from what I noticed in when my bikes would boil, not boil, depending on which radiator guards, because I've had bikes that have boiled while you were holding them wide open or going pretty fast and they didn't have a louver on it. And we learned uh, that's what it was. And Bob over here, Mojave Bob is our in in studio like pet i'm the defender of the queen's english he's the defender of the queen's english and i said something wrong louvers oh, does his bike have a, a radiator fan no uh, well I, you know I, drz 400 and what are you doing riding that thing on technical trails i'll tell you what let me just save you uh, sell that thing and get a ktm 300 or a yz 250 fx yeah those, those things are awesome yamaha is a big sponsor of the show and so yes yeah get a get a yamaha i'm Honestly stoked that we have sponsors. I mean, yeah, but they believe in what we're doing. They like yeah. the information we give out. So yeah. thank you to all our sponsors. And Dave says, okay, but a WR250 would be a cheater dual sport. Yeah, that's true too. But um, I just like to call Yamaha doesn't make a real a dual sport bike. Otherwise, it would be the best one ever. Right, right. Without, without, without any question. Without any question, it would be the best dual sport bike ever if mm -hmm. Yamaha made a, a real license plate carryable bike. Um, so yeah. we'll just stop talking about that before I dig myself a deeper hole. But, uh, do Dave, have... Dave Donnelly, technical trails, just go get a, get one of those new fuel injected two strokes and, <laughs> uh, was it crazy. Dave or Oh, Joseph, Joseph. Oh, Joseph. Joseph what, did, what, what did Dave want to know? The best dual sport bike. Right. Oh, right. right. <laughs> I can't remember names, names of places, names of people, names of places or faces. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to learn. And even if I read a name, mm -hmm. It's just like it's like playing like name Yahtzee. You just go like that, and you pour them out, and the names are all over there, and then yeah. the questions aren't connected. But yeah. is that is that something that happens at fifty, or am I premature? Like, are you ahead of schedule? Ahead of schedule. Welcome to getting old. Oh, actually, Heather just says I'm on the spectrum. You're, you're you know what yeah. you're doing? You're touching buttons over there. You almost just hit drop. No, that's not why this thing's been going off. I okay. don't know what's going on. Do we got we have a call? We do have a call. So we're gonna bring uh Steve on. Hey Steve, welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. You are live on the show on the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. How can we be of assistance today? Good God, Matt. Thank you. Uh 
if I was having a lucid moment, I'd probably be afraid to do this, but I'm not at the moment. But uh, your last caller, I can I can get him a, a WR250R that's been worked on or a DRZ if he wants one. Okay. Or else I got a 300 that I want to upgrade my 300 for for a fuel injected one. Are you are you running that, a are you running a side business as a motorcycle shop there and you're just using Tech Talk as the way to advertise? I mean, can we give your Instagram account or no, your... I just was listening. <laughs> I was just listening to you and I was like I was like I have like I I I'd, I'd had I'd had those two bikes and I have a 300 and you guys were just talking and my question of my 300 which is uh XCW it's an 11 and uh how do I get the base gasket thickness that I already have because I've done enough mechanical things and I could go on a list of them, but I'm not, I'm not trying to change it. I don't want to make it worse before I make it better. It just seems well, like at 250 hours, it's probably due for a piston. Do you think? Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, I, I, I think that, I think that pistons are good on those. I, I would say if you're going to stretch it, you can go 150 and and there's people that should change them at 50 and there's other people that can probably get a little bit more like yourself but here's what i do when i yeah, pull- I probably it would have been good to do it but now that i've got some ribs and you know how they make those sounds like broken sticks and you can hear them in your helmet and and I, it's not the first time and they're finally healing up enough so i can work on the bike instead of uh and it just seems so, like so, it's so, been time to put a piston in it. Yeah. So, so how do I back to the uh, question? When you, when, the it's really simple. When you take it apart, pull out your caliper, and measure the thickness of the base gasket. And that's what I always that's do. Good like, enough. And, and and it'll get you. It's if you're within like you know a few thousands one way or the other because you know it's crushed down. But sometimes you can find places where it's 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 not crushed down where it's stuck outside of the outside of the pinch of yeah, the, yeah. the cylinder and you can measure it there yeah. and then measure it crushed and realize that the crush distance is what it really is. And that the, the other thickness. And then I usually like to, cause those will actually on the outside, in my experience, they have expanded over time from just getting sprayed with water and whatever. So it's, it's, it's going to be in between those two numbers. And the other thing is, you know, okay. you realize that you're adjusting your, your kind of what we call the deck height, when when you do that so there are a couple you know if you wanted to have a little more compression you might be able to kind of drop it down a little bit more yeah Um, i'm just i live in the rocky mountains i'm between uh the ski area vale and glenwood and you know we're running i mean it's not that often i'm at twelve thousand plus but and you're at eight all the time yeah, even when I'm awake. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> I mean so, yeah. So, so it, I'm, I'm in, asleep, at, at that altitude, if you're going to be up there that much, it doesn't hurt to give it, give the bike a little bit of compression. It can, it can wake it up. And my buddy Victor here says my, my new friend Al's Zymer is hanging with me these days. So, I just, <laughs> Al's Zymer. I mean, Al's Zymer. Yeah, no, yeah, something like that. Yeah. No, oh, I, I, oh, I heard, I heard one, I that's heard, where I'm at. I heard one at the bar the other night about the, <laughs> something I got to remember what that name was and I'll, I'll tell you the story, but Hey, thanks. Thanks for the call. And, uh, let us know when you, when you rebuild that thing, let us know how it goes. Yeah. So it's not going to change like, and as far as like on the power valve 
uh, I know friends that are way more mechanical than, you know, I'm not unmechanical, but you know, they're snowcat techs for years and years. And, uh, and all I know is keep the solvent off my power valve O-rings and, uh, and can I stack like when I buy a so when I've you got a when you kit. right when you buy the kit they they give you a whole bunch of different gaskets so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you can do to you know you, you can make a lot of different yeah. variations in there and get it and that 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 if you're going to only change it by a few thousandths either way one way or the other you're not going to have to readjust the power valve because on the KTM's there you can adjust the 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 power valve but you think about one rotation of that power valve adjuster is way more than a few thousands and and it's it's generally pretty close and and that that it's not really yeah. as precise as you would like to think it's kind of especially on on the the older ones and let me tell you the new electronic power valve is going to change everything uh but I've, it's I've, it's a very imprecise yeah, thing ridden. hey you know you know yamaha right. by the way i like to bring up yamaha I might be a sponsor of the show yamaha yeah. the between the, the the yz motocrosser and the yz x one of the things they change is the ramp on the power valve to get it to open a little bit differently and okay. believe it or not that does make a difference so power valves are pretty critical and we'll see this uh in the uh all i know is the that's future. why I, that's why i bought that bike from somebody as it was set up with uh, a suspension that that was set up by one of the guys that I'd known from Denver and Matt. I can't think of Matt's name. Matt's sitting. Right, Matt's sitting right next but, to me. Uh, yeah. Matt. Matt's. Uh, I remember old, his name. He's old Matt. He he was he was uh, RG three <laughs> Matt from Denver. And oh wow. He was sicko, but he but he and the bike was there with you know I'm on a budget, so that's how I've got all these old bikes. Okay, Steve, where do, <laughs> where where, where do we find where do we find all your bikes that are for sale? Because you know I've got all these people uh, in our chat room. My there. Uh, well, do you, what, what's your your Instagram? Are you on TikTok? Are you on the Instagrams? Um, um, I'm, uh, the f- I'm, when you talk about those those spectrum conditions, if I get near technology, <laughs> I go I, I go into uh, I go into uh, what is it called? Uh, PTSD and every PTSD. Other huh. so, uh, I need to get I need to get like got, digital PTSD and then sue somebody. That way I can make my money. There you go. I've got. I'm gonna Don't sue. I'm gonna sue the gram. Hi, Instagram. I'm li- I'm live right right on now on Instagram. I got it. <laughs> yeah. If if you're a good, um, you know, uh, what do you take the case on pro bono? I, I need I need a lawyer that can help me out with this because like the the digital stuff is screwed. I the internet ruined right. motorcycle journalism and a lot of other journalism, by the way. But it's all, it's all the the, the, the internet ruined it. Well, I'm going to have a beer while we go class action here. Okay, I, <laughs> I, I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Steve, thanks for calling in. Hopefully, we answered your question. We got a whole bunch of others ripping uh, through here. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining in. Yeah, it's good we got Logan keeping an eye on you with Matt. No, we fired <laughs> Logan's gone. We fired him. We fired him. He's gone. We got we got Maddox answering the phones over there. He talks. Maddox rock, does. Rock on. When, when you call in, he Enjoy says hello. Your, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, okay. Thanks a lot, Steve. Well, we could go on a long time. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's uh, get back into these questions in the yeah. chat room. I saw a question on on uh, the the grams here. I'm going to try to go back to it. Uh, Os. OSU fan 2003 said, my boy just got a 2009 CRF 250X. Should he change out the bars and clamps to a one and one eighth worth it or wait till they get bent? 
Oh, <laughs> that's. Can you answer that question yourself? Yeah. If if it's if it's your your boy, he's gonna bend him. I mean, we know how this works. Wait till they need to be replaced because I'm sure there's other stuff you can do. You know. Make sure his tires are good. Make sure he has a spare air filter that's a mm-hmm. good, clean air filter. Have some oil. Teach him how to change the oil. Um, don't worry about the the diameter. That's so far down the road in affecting what will really make a difference in this kid's riding experience. Right. Have a good, solid working bike. If everything's straight, make sure the levers are straight. All the little <laughs> things first. But changing bar diameter is not going to make a big difference. But... If you're like me and you're really picky, you need to t- look at Fast Company mm-hmm. Flex Handlebars. Oh, that's Yeah, a, if, if you want to go to the bigger ones, uh, check out uh, Flex Handlebars. I'm uh, a poster child for Flex Handlebars because they allow me to ride two days in a row. Like mm-hmm. if I ride with regular bars, the, the, the shocks that go into my wrists are bad. But um, most people that listen to this show, I think, you know, they got a couple extra bucks in the pocket mm-hmm. and they want to get the good thing for the bike. So if you're going to upgrade your bars to a one and eighth inch, Check out uh, Fast Company. That's F-A-S-S-T, fastcompany.com with the Flex, F-L-E-X-X, handlebars. Mm -hmm. Used and endorsed by Jimmy Lewis to a level that you can't even understand. So, uh, next. All right. So, from Todd Kelly, how do you address an air leak between the stock header and FMF 4.1? There's no clamp, springs, or gasket there on my 16 KTM 500. So, Todd, between the stock header and the, the FMF slip-on. Oh, okay. I know I know this. This happens on Husabergs a lot, by the way. All right. Because 570s make a shit ton of power. Excuse my French. And 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 they have a composite subframe, which is way before those those other, the white KTMs mm-hmm. came along and said, oh, we've got composite. Like, Husaberg has, they, you can actually turn that composite subframe into a gas tank. There's a company that made a whole composite gas tank because mm-hmm. you need a lot of gas in those because Gas makes horsepower. Right. But so when you have a flexi, you know, joint back there is what was mm-hmm. what you have. Um, those things kind of move around. Todd, I don't have a really <laughs> good answer because you can you could take it and use some of the the high temp red silicone is probably your best thing. And you need to put it on there so you don't because it's high temp. If you put a lot in there and it makes a, a ring in there, you're going to get kind of like a little bit of a restriction. Not that it really makes a big difference, but you don't want to pump a whole bunch in there. And then, and it will last, believe it, inside of that hot environment. It'll stay there for a long time. But if you can put it on there so that it that it doesn't squeeze into the header, so you would apply it on the, not at the lip of the header, but back a little bit. And that stuff is flexible enough to where, especially on a KTM, you're, you shouldn't have too many issues. And it's funny because I asked KTM, why isn't there a spring? Because I had this, I had this issue uh, a while back, and they just saw no need to put a, an extra thing on there where the stock one, like I said, kind of has a spring. And I think that just keeps it in a certain different kind of compression. But uh, yeah, that's what I would do, Todd. Um, if 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 it's really bothering you that much, but if your bike's carbureted nice and lean like mine are, because they're mostly stock, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> do anything. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, what is Nate? Nate or Tater? Tater? Nate or Tater? That's a good name. Has anyone had any experience with the Shiraco 500 factory? Not too much info online. 
I'm sure people have. I haven't. Sure, go. I have no contact with them whatsoever. Yeah, I, they 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 have highly paid factory riders. They do well in rallies. They're they're mm-hmm. all over the place. But you, I haven't seen a whole lot of credible tests on on the bikes. And I, I mean, the Shirkos I rode a while back were definitely good. They were getting there. You know they were they were getting better, but I don't have any experience with them. But right. don't know anything about the Sherco 500 factory. I'm sure they'll sell every one they make, and when they stop selling them and they start coming around, we'll test them. Mm-hmm. Or the bikes aren't that good, and they won't have us test them. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't, didn't you say we were actually on the topic of bikes that uh, we haven't gotten? Didn't you mention we might be getting the Varg when they start coming to us? Mm. Somehow we got on the list nice yeah we got on a list to actually test one so it would be it'd be nice mm-hmm. we'll see um <laughs> when <laughs> when that happens right I, I i don't want to say if that happens i don't want to be that much of a debbie downer but you're talking a lot there's a lot of money and a lot of technology and i saw i asked someone i know who's on the waiting list got any info from them? and they're no they sent me a video of them like uh putting batteries in cases yeah i'm like okay <laughs> Well, just I just don't see how they're going to meet the manufacturing. Well, they're going to they'll Close. well they evidently they had a lot of orders and there's a demand for it and all this. But if you you think about it, you put a hundred dollars down on a twelve thousand fourteen thousand dollar purchase, mm-hmm. and when it finally says, "Oh, we're here," like a hundred dollars isn't that in. You're like, going, "Well, I don't have you know," because the economy was really good right when they announced. Everybody just got yeah. their stimulus check, so there's no problem just to rip off a hundred dollars from that and send it in and say, "I want one of these. I want to get in line." And I, I see a couple different, interesting, different things. Is that everybody wanted to get one? And they thought they were going to be the guy that was going to get one. It was going to be unique. I'm going to be the first. And now mm-hmm. you knew that there's 800 other people within a few hundred miles of you that also did this, right? And so maybe you're not going to be as exclusive as you thought, and mm-hmm. it's a lot of other things. But oh, actually, I had uh, other news I saw today come up in my in my little headlines searching. Right, Can Am's coming back to the motorcycle market with electric motorcycles. Yes, yeah, I just uh, with retro kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which is a perfect market for you know urban mm-hmm. kind of things. Yeah, uh, Park City ADV Dual Sport says will Brabeck win his golf cart class in Vegas Torino. I don't know. Maybe I'll go live on dirt bike tests and ask ask him on. They're staying here on uh, on Thursday before they head to the start line. Guess who his co driver is? If you know who his co driver is, maybe that's a that's a that's worth a like we can give you a DBT T shirt or something like that. Ooh, I have a theory. I've got to find somebody to send those things out. I fired all the kids. We have nobody to do. They didn't do anything anyways, so I still have to do it. The uh, C B U S C A G L. What's That's that? a mouthful. Yeah. It says, why hasn't KTM fixed the pointy, sharp air filter cage problem? You know, I kind of think they have. So so companies like uh, Moto Minded, mm-hmm. actually, do you reach out to them? Are they, they sponsoring the show yet? Okay, no. good. So Moto Minded no. <laughs> makes a nice thing that you drop on top of the air filter cage that is pointy. Mm-hmm. If... <laughs> If you're using new air filters all the time and you're careful and all this stuff, it's not a problem. But I can see where if you're like me and you keep reusing air filters and you use like air filter oils like the Rock Oil 
synthetic water washable air filter fluid, which is actually kind of hard on the foam because it's got a lot of whatever in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, yeah, it can be hard on it and it can punch through. I've never had one punch through, but I think they did something uh, to it, believe it or not. I haven't seen a 2022 or three. I haven't pulled an air filter off one of those yet to see it. So I don't know, but I thought they did something. Thing. Uh, Dave Donnelly said it's me. You know, it's Matt. <laughs> yeah. No, Moto Minded makes the piece. Yeah, Moto Minded uh, makes the good little piece that you want to fix that problem. I think I think manufacturers, they don't really want to, but they always leave something for the aftermarket to fix. Because mm-hmm. nobody wants to ride a stock motorcycle except for me. Right. I want to hop on a stock motorcycle and ride it and never have to do touch anything. or do anything to it. It'd be so awesome if it was delivered to me. But the problem with most people is unlike me, they're not perfect. <laughs> and they build the motorcycle for the perfect person. Yeah, yeah. So at 5'10 and in my dreams, 185 pounds, mm-hmm. I'm perfect for most motorcycles. I fit right on them. Like I'm not, I don't have long arms or extra short legs or any of these weird problems that regular people have. So it's, it's on you. It's not, they, they built the perfect bike, but you just don't fit it. Well, I actually fit it cause I'm about 5'10". Uh-huh. 175-ish now. Right. Means. So bulking up, most of them kind of well, bulking up. <laughs> Mo- most of them, most of them fit me pretty well right off the bat. But you know, that's kind of an interesting. You, there's something you said that kind of brought up an interesting point in my mind is, what? Why is it that in like dirt bike culture, or just kind of motorcycles, why 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 is there this? It's almost seen as like lame to have a stock bike. Like it's cool to to mod out your bike, and it's not I, even like unique mods. No, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with. You know, I, I, it's a, a, a dirt bike is a, it's a, it's an accessory item. It's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're, I mean, unless you're me, you don't ride dirt bikes for a living. Very few guys get to ride dirt bikes for a living. Right. And at that point, it's, it's sort of like your, it's your hobby and it's your fun and you want to customize, you know, it's just like your, the hot rods mm-hmm. back in the days, that hot rod culture. And if you didn't have any money, you'd pinstripe the thing or, you know, you'd, you'd figure out a way to use a, a can for a, for a, for an air filter instead of the stock one. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you, or you'd find and buy. So that's, that's what, that's what's kind of, you know, going on. Right. It's, it, there's a certain amount of customizing and I see, I see you waving your hand too, Bob. I see this. I'll get there. I got a, I, my ADD hasn't kicked in that hard yet. Oh, Tor. I Oh, you're going to forget your point too? Yeah. Yeah, Alzheimer is sitting right next to you. Oh, so I, dementia. D-mentia? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so look at, have them look at the car culture. Look at the, yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. That, that, I mean, Isn't it amazing, Bob, how I start explaining things before you can even ask the question? In the old days, if it wouldn't go, you chromed it. Now, right. Now you put carbon fiber on it. Yeah, wrap it mm-hmm. with carbon fiber. Yeah, get, you know, uh, no, screw carbon fiber, print it. 3D printed. Right. No, yeah, that's what we do now. You know, some some stuff. But dirt bikes are, are you know, it's it's that kind of thing. You, you can you can modify and and tune and do different things and a lot of a lot of stuff that you know it's 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 some of it. A lot of it's not necessary, or you just feel like you have certain needs. And I mean, mm-hmm. I get it. I've got a Yamaha Tenere 700. Yeah, brand new in the garage. Mine. I own it. 
and I'm going to go through step by step each individual step. And it's I haven't had time to actually go ride it that much. I've just mm-hmm. kind of ridden it down the street a few times, and I, I'm it's totally 100% off the showroom floor box stock. And I'm going to go ride it, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to do the first thing that I really need to do. I know what it is already, mm-hmm. and because just from riding the stock one, because we, we were at the intro. And I rode, we entered them at Glen Helen, believe it or not. That's where they met us. And we did a dual sport ride out of there. I got, I got out the front gate and mm-hmm. I knew exactly what this was. And this hasn't changed. I mean, cause the bike hasn't changed much. Mine mm-hmm. is different. Cause it now has a, a Euro, it's Euro five emissions. And so they've put a giant cat. They have two cats on it. Now there's a giant cat in the front, mm-hmm. but when I rode it around, it didn't seem like it changed anything. So I'm just going to go step by step just because I want people to kind of learn that process. Like, how do you, how do you decide what you want to do? And there's stuff I want to do for no better reason than I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's going to make my bike look better, work better. I'm going to feel better about it. Right. And if you do that for your bike, for whatever reason, you have an opinion and you have a reason for doing it. And I can't fault you for doing it. I'll tell you what I think, but mm-hmm. it's it's not going to, unless you put a front discard on it, but I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to get over yeah. it. I'm really trying to get over this. I'm, 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 uh, I've sought, sought counseling okay. and, and uh, they said, Jimmy, you need to be a little more positive. There might be something good for it. And I, I was thinking like you could, you could invent a game where you put a target on the wall, you could throw them at it and it'd make a nice sound. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's wait a minute. What did what did Todd say? It's it's the complete opposite. You guys, the elite dirt bikers, think it's lame to mod and give us crap for modding. No, I'm 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 elite. Yeah, that's that's you got that right. But um, it's hey, lame for he said no, I, I he included me in the elite dirt bike guys. No, he didn't. He was talking to me. No, he said guys plural. There's two guys here. Who else was he including? Guys, it's uh, you guys. Yeah, see, he called me an elite. Dirt bike. Wait, hold on. The elite dirt bikes. Oh, wait. The you dirt guys, bikes the are elite. elite. Dirt bikes. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh. I, t- I told you, I modify, I, might, I modify my stuff too. Yeah. I, I have, you know, I have very few stock motorcycles because I do certain things to all of them just because I've learned that, that I like them. And, and my trajectory is I'll get a bike, especially a newer bike, and I'm trying to tune it up and I'm, I'm going piece to piece, modifying, modifying. And, and I'll get to the point where I'll go over the top. Mm-hmm. And generally at that point, something I've done causes the bike to not perform well and or fail or something goes wrong. You know what I do then? What's that? Sell it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's very few bikes that I've sold. <laughs> right. With how many more cycles you have now? Yeah. So, hey, Chris Real comes in. Here's, here's, here's an expert, by the way, not like me. Mm-hmm. He says the big cat Euro 5s. Euro five cats flow really well. And with the big catalytic converters, the engine can have more fuel and they make more power. And that's coming from uh, somebody. Should we bring Dave Donatoni onto the show live? Why not? Dave Donatoni, welcome to tech talk taco Tuesday. You are live on the air. Oh, wonderful. You, you didn't even use the, uh, the call in line, which the tech talk taco Tuesday hot seat hotline brought to you by seat concepts. You could have called in at 775-318-5515, and I would give you exactly as much crap on that line as, as you are on my live phone. <laughs> well, at least I know that I get the same kind of treatment everywhere I go, huh? <laughs> That's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how, how can we, you have a motorcycle or motorcycle product-related question that we can get to today? 
Yeah, I was just kind of wondering about this uh, radiator fan we've been talking about and uh, how I could maybe make it easier to put it on since the tank and seat are already off the bike. Well, since the radiator fan bought you by tra- Trail Tech, by the way, Trail Tech, we got our hands. So Dave just for no reason went out and bought a 2022 KTM 300 XCW. Oh, nice. Yeah, cherry. Whew. Thing was sweet. And uh, we got him in Cherby's tank. Mm-hmm. And so he's testing the new Cherby's tank. He got one that was a little bigger than we bargained for okay. because the, the smaller one wasn't around, but it's in there. And we put some bulletproof designs radiator guards on mm-hmm. before we bent the radiators so they went right on it took how long did it, how long did it take me to mount those things dave oh maybe what 10 minutes 10 minutes yeah wow just on and off simple nice um so and now i i acquired the uh so if, why is the tank and seat off oh i'm wiring in my gps unit oh you're putting the montana on there i've got the montana going on there. well it's gonna all come back off because well, actually, we're gonna we're gonna run dual. We're gonna run both the Trail Tech Voyager Pros, so we can buddy track. Because you are my buddy. Uh, that's true. I'm you're, your buddy. You're my wingman on this ride we're going on. We're gonna do like six days. We're gonna go six days riding someplace. Yeah. Are you doing the full tour of Idaho? Or? No, we're not going to the tour of Idaho, and we're not talking about where we're going. Oh, okay. We're going riding for six days. We're gonna go riding really awesome places, uh-huh. and uh, so it. Don't worry about it. It'll take it'll take another ten minutes for me to get this uh, this fan on. They're really easy. They they they. They plug in. They're basically plug and play on the because I think if you'll you'll look under your gas tank, you're going to see a there's a white plug that's just not doing anything there. It's kind of wrapped up with a, kind of a long okay. lead. Okay, that'll plug right into the Trail Tech thing. We just slide it on there, put a couple screws into it, and it it, it they they have a little template on there. It's going to be ten minutes. Oh, that's going to be that'll be nice. Yeah. So, and then and at the same time, we have the seat off. I'm going to wire in the little wire for the the uh, Voyager Pro. Oh, okay. So I'm going to run dual uh, dual GPS. GPSs because because I don't think I looked at the files that we got today for the ride we're doing, and there's color coordination, and I, I don't that. think that uh, Casey just texted me and said no telling just for fun. <laughs> Yeah, no, I saw their color coordinate, and I'm yeah. like, ah, I'm going to use the GPS I'm used to. But I'll, I'll run the buddy system, too, so you can see how far ahead I am. Oh, nice. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> how far? Uh, uh, okay, yeah. I, hey, open I, on that one. The, no, no, I know. I, I'm, I, I was riding uh, probably for one of, the f- one of the few times ever. The other time we were riding, you were riding in front. Yeah. That was I, weird. It was. I yeah, I bet you that felt really weird to you. <laughs> it did actually. <laughs> well, it was it was like it was like, hey, it was, it was your ride, your bike, and I'm like, I'll just I'll just kind of hang back and we'll see how everything works out. So I, yeah, I, I don't I don't mind riding behind. I just stay out of the dust. It's all good. Then you realize how slow I really am when I'm not just dusting you out the whole time, right? <laughs> and it doesn't seem like the speed changes too much. <laughs> so. Well, cool. Um, I will give you a call after the show, or but it's probably past your bedtime. Yeah, yeah, probably getting close to bedtime for me. Although I might be up for a little longer. I'm still in the shop, so you never know what might happen after this. Right. Well, to have your have your girlfriend give you the review of our uh, show. Hey, wonder what? Uh, actually, I'm I'm on on because uh, I grabbed my phone. Yeah. I'm on uh, whatever they call this thing, Instagram Live. Up my chin. Oh wow! So I've got I've got you in my pocket now. It's like up my. Now chin. I got you in my nose hairs. Yeah. 
Same. <laughs> the newest, latest, As greatest. My version. big, my mole right here looks really good on the on the grams upside yeah. down right now. Wow, look so, at that! Our our viewership is dropping. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they don't see this. I don't. Let me see how many we've got on this thing. I'll turn it upside down here. Oh, I don't know. It's too hard to figure this technology out. I'm gonna actually. <laughs> I'm planning on suing Instagram right now. That's my and Facebook and all the other YouTubes. Yeah, I gotta gotta get a good lawyer. So right on, Dave. Well, it sounds good. I will talk to you tomorrow, and we'll go from there. All right, Jimmy. Thanks Th for putting me on live. Thanks for talk being on later. the Seat Concepts Jimmy's Phone Hotline. <laughs> there we go okay see ya. see ya okay so i'm gonna sign off of here on the the uh instagram uh, live instagram live so i'm gonna sign off of there okay so in now yeah we're gonna because I, I don't think anyone wants to see anymore so while you're doing gonna, that have have we talked sure. about the rocky mountain and amazon links no you should talk yeah. about that so if you go on dirtbiketest.com there is a little there's a little thing on the menu now it says support dbt you click that option and it gives you our Amazon affiliate links, links and our Rocky Mountain affiliate links as well. You can click on that and we get a small slice of whatever you purchase it, and it really helps us out. It really does help out. And and just so you know that one of the kids that I fired, he gets he's going to get the increase in this month. So if you're going to make some big purchases, go do it this month. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to I'm going to give the increase cuz I challenged him to do it even though Matt probably did all the work. No, he he gave me the idea and kind of gave me some good feedback. That's good. Yeah. yeah. No, they're, they're, he was pretty, pretty pro proactive about it. That's strange. All I do is yell at him. <laughs> yeah, Cletus or Cooper or whichever one that was. One of those guys. They just yeah. they roll through here like cordwood. You just stack them up and then ship it off and sell them. So kind of like slaves, but we're not allowed to do that anymore. But I just use the young kids around here. <laughs> we need more. Yeah. We need to find more. We need to find more. We need to just Maybe we just put out like a job posting. Oh, you don't just go capture them? No. I chase them down on dirt bikes. I literally chase them down on dirt bikes like, hey, kid, what are you doing? And then and then enslave them to come over here. It's like, hey, look, I got all these cool dirt bikes. You know, you mm -hmm. want to wash dirt bikes, pick up dirt bikes at my school. So it's a little bit of like a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyways, hey, if you have questions, you want to call in and uh, ask them live, uh, you can do that. Our number again is 775 Three one eight five five one five. We got Maddox answering the phones. He will say hi and actually talk to you a little bit. It won't be just calling into a void, so you can you can do that. And there's a lot a lot of information. If you're wondering, like when we start talking about what's going on in the chat, a lot of times the chat pop, pops up in the in the corner of the feed. Sometimes uh, there's some good questions kind of going up in there, and I have to put my whatever this Instagram live is. I gotta do that. And I'm sure Victor's giving me a hard time. I wish I could remember the name of someone that I learned at the at the other bar. Jimmy, you're on the spectrum. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> the other thing. Uh, okay, next question, Matt. Hey, Seat Concepts, since 2009, has been doing handmade seat products made in the USA. They have styles available in a variety of options, low to tall heights, narrow to wide profiles. They have a proprietary formula that is adjusted for each customer based on your riding style, weight, and firmness preference. They're designed and built for long-haul adventure rides to people that are riding their bikes on the track. And I'll tell you something else that I that, that I just found out that's really good news to me. If you are a Husaberg 70-degree owner, they are bringing back that part skew. 
they're going to build seats for that because they know that there's a demand. The college and they, studio web. They want my they want my Husaberg army to you know join and so when they have a big like they're going to get 800 orders tomorrow because i know all the people here are all 570 riders it's just like our little club Mm -hmm. i'm getting one of my seats rebuilt that actually was kind of going to crap you need to have your your seat base your stock seat base and they can do the foam and the cover for it so uh go to seatconcepts.com and get a husaberg seat and aaron long has a question why do you dislike the 690 enduro so much? How do you know that? Like, where is it? Is it? Is it? You heard about that from watching old episodes, Aaron, or or do I just look like a person that hates the the 690? <laughs> we should we should get a maybe have a shirt that's like 690 tears. Six. There's like <laughs> I heart KTM tears. Now it's I heart 690 tears. <sighs> I. It's just one of those things. It's kind of like I love Husaberg 570s. Mm-hmm. You know what's really strange is that 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 motor, the the that KTM 690 motor, that that big single, could possibly put out a very good power delivery. Man, I'm almost saying it's really good. Like I'm comparing it to Husaberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's so that motor is really good. I've always liked the motor. For a big four-stroke single, it's like the XR650 you dreamed of. Like when when I rode a factory XR650 motor, I mm-hmm. wished it ran like a KTM 690. Mm-hmm. And and the problem was it was carbureted. Yeah. If if you could get the fuel injection on it, I'm sure you could make that those things work like this. But uh, but then they they take that really nice motor and then they throw it in this the, kind of this chassis that doesn't do anything very well and the chassis is the limiting factor because you have a really short shock on it and the gas tanks in a strange location out back in the rear and and if you want to put bigger tanks on them you have to hang them off the side there's a lot it's just a really confused bike i don't know what it is it's kind of like an xr 400 that i i loved and hated it's just it's a it's there's certain there's certain things that you know they could have done they should have just never made the 690 and just kept making husaberg 570s that's what they should have done. That's why I'm bitter because Husaberg yeah. 570s are now like gone. Yeah, that's why Aaron. It's but, because it's because I feel like that that KTM thought they could do it better than Husaberg, even though they stole everything that they know from Husaberg with four strokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, speaking of KTM 690s, Victor yeah. Andrade 2016 KTM 690 riding for 30 minutes. Stop for any reason, turn it off, then try to start. Just cranks and it doesn't fire. Wait five minutes and that starts right up. Checked air filter, it was clean. It does this all the time. I think Chris had a really good um, answer in here and it has something to do with the evaporative emissions system. And so, and my truck does this sometimes. Like when I fill my truck all the way up, tip top, you know, I'm trying to really top the tank off. Yeah. And it's hot out here and mm-hmm. stu- in gas boils and stuff like that. Sometimes it just cranks and cranks and cranks. Take a long time for it to finally, because the evaporative, there's a lot of stuff going into that charcoal canner, canister and stuff. And it could be all, all the way up to, it's like if you tip it over. You know when you tip a bike over and it floods? Mm-hmm. Like in little carbureted bikes, because the, the gas would spill into the intake track and you have to hold it wide open and clean it out. I think there might be some of that. And I think that's what Chris was um talking about he said he said this the same thing but a lot of times it, if, it, if it just you know just the heat 
it'll kind of kind of clean itself out or you know cranking it a few times will cycle it through but it, a lot of times if you can if and it depends on the way they've designed the fuel injection system because sometimes if you do turn it wide open it pumps a lot more gas in there mm-hmm. but some bikes recognize hey he's trying to clean it out you know and a lot of times that means holding it wide wide open to clean it out then it doesn't on a startup it doesn't spit any fuel inside of there so uh aaron yeah he was listening to old episodes thank you very much aaron for for supporting <laughs> us supporting us listening to old episodes yeah that's cool I, and, and hate is a strong word but i hate that bike no <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there ever been you a know bike? it's mark mark kaplikoff um from uh, baja diaries he really lit that fire under me i mean because uh-huh. i always i've always said it i always knew that that I I was I wasn't just never a fan of of the bike in general. I rode them when they very first came out. I said, "Man, what a bitch and motor! What the hell are you thinking when you built this chassis?" Because mm-hmm. it had the they were kind of they kind of sold it to us. They said, "Look, we've used the rally style trellis chassis," and I'd ridden their factory rally bikes, both twin and single cylinder, and I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm not saying. Yeah, because I was a factory BMW rider, and yeah, we had something different, and like our cylinders stuck out to the side. And, mm-hmm. But I, I never those those rally bikes. I never really liked the way that they handled. I didn't mm-hmm. like the. I wasn't really sure about what they were trying to achieve there, and and so, anyways, they they said, "Oh yeah, we got this trellis chassis." And I'm like, kind of like in my head, I'm going, "Why?" And then, like, but then I saw the length of the shock, and I know how hard it is to control, like like a long travel bike with a very short shock, mm-hmm. difficult. And, right. and, and then riding it confirmed sort of what I'd, I'd felt. And it was just an interesting bike. So uh, sorry, Aaron, I, he's probably an owner. You, you need to get your, your, your KTM uh, 690 Army to raid this show and just destroy me. Yeah, just, 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 just spam the chat. It. Yeah, sh- spam the chat and maybe you can convert me. <laughs> so there's, there's something I want uh, there's something you said though I caught on it and it made me wonder has there ever been a bike that you've truly hated like there was no saving it it was you sh- like you just rode it back to the engineers and say go back to the drawing board and I would I should say like production bike um, <laughs> I remember the one <laughs> what was it um, it was that bike that, that was going to be the break, big breakthrough bike from a big manufacturer, and the it, never, big, it never came to pass because. Uh, so we're talking about some some bike that I rode at some point. It was it was oh. it was a pre production or yeah. no, it was, it was, oh, it was prototyping. Yeah. Did did is this something I can talk about or not? I don't know what your NDA is with. A long how long ago? Uh, before the 650R came out. Before this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I can't talk about that. Okay. Not allowed to talk about that. Because it, <laughs> it's a big company. Yeah. 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 That, that bike, I never, no, I didn't ride that one. Oh, I thought you did. No, no. It, it, I, I was going to ride it, but it injured everybody else. Oh. It broke, oh, no. it, it literally broke other people. I was, unfortunately, I was kind of involved like in that one, like kind of when the idea started festering. I was there. I kind of helped fester the idea because I had some bikes that one of the main guys like got to ride. And so one of them was an ATK 604. So this is back a while. And that had that single sided, that had that single sided frame, which was really kind of weird. And, and another one was the Italian Husky with the single big rounded backbone. 
And then the good one that I somehow think was a Husaberg that had a kind of a conventional chassis. And the suspension on the Husaberg at the time was kind of a little bit off. But somehow I think the, the, the other person that was that wrote all these that got to make a decision later on about like the direction, I think they got confused. Like they didn't remember what they rode. <laughs> sort, of, <laughs> sort of thing. I mean, who, yeah, an ATK, uh, a Husky, and a Husaberg? Like, uh, what's, a, what's the difference? I mean, there's a lot of difference, but. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, that, that bike did, never came around. It stopped, like, it, it came, it, it, like, they, they had, like, I think three different ones or something. So, yeah. Yes, Bob. Well, it was the single down tube thing. You know, the Swedes gave up on that a decade earlier. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, there's, a, there's a certain flex characteristic that comes with a single thing. And one bike would always ricochet off to one side. The other one would ricochet in a direction you had no idea which direction it was going to go. And the other one went straight and true. The suspension was just horrible. And, and everybody knew which the, the best motor was. And at that time, believe it or not, it was not the Husaberg. Because the Husaberg was kind of, it, this was a, a Swedish-made Husaberg. And it was a little bit still rough. Where the Husky guys, the the which were the Italians that that they they finally polished that five oh five ten, they got that thing pretty good. I think we nah, we weren't we weren't electric start yet. We were still kicking them, but they they tuned it. But man, those those are I mean, that was cool to be able to ride all that stuff back then and see. You know, I I liked it when people tried different things. I mean, I have no problem with you trying a different stuff, but. Hey, the 690 is still going, and it's been how many years, and they still sell a ton of them, so I'm wrong there, <laughs> by right. the way. Got another question there, Matt? Yeah, so from Utah Desert Rider, why do bikes with TPI, KTM two-strokes, lose low-end feel as compared to the carb two-strokes? Mm, boy, that's a that's that's a interesting question, but I don't think you're phrasing it right. So lose low-end feel. So you're talking about snap is what I, what I think you're trying to describe. And this is the thing, this is an interesting thing about like when we talk about if you're like a test rider or you're a guy that gets a bike and you have an opinion, you know what it is, but how do you, you know, we, in the, back when there was a such thing as motorcycle journalism, we actually tried to be consistent in the way that we talked about things. So like, I don't think it loses low end. It loses snap. So like low-end power, I think, is kind of the same. Like the power between fuel injection and carburation is the same. It's the way that the power is delivered that's substantially different. And the reason that they that they that they lose that that snap or what it is, is when you turn the throttle, no matter where you turn the throttle on the fuel injected bike, it sends in a we'll call a very perfect amount of fuel for the air it's it's very consistent when you go on a carburetor and you take it and you turn the throttle it takes a second you know i don't want to say a second but it takes a little while for that the the vacuum to suck enough gas out of the needle jet out of the nozzle to catch up and that's why you know tuning the slide and tuning the pilot jet and tuning the fuel screw and all these things it's an analog reaction that's actually amazingly good at what it does but right when you, whenever you make a throttle change, which in now in fuel injection terms calls a transient, you know, when you change your throttle, they do this on a, on a computer, on a dyno that's a computer that sniffs it. And, and it, it, it figures out the perfect 
air fuel ratio based on the temperature, based on the pressure, based on all their testing, where the carburetor takes a second to get it pretty close. And there's a hesitation, and then it gives it to you. So that hesitation that you feel is what people start calling snap. And since it, since it kind of goes, brap, it, it, it kind of pops to life, people equate that as power. Generally, especially like just let's say in, if you're in the sand and you're on a KTM TPI bike and you turn the throttle, it feels kind of sluggish. Mm -hmm. And the amazing thing is you can also turn the throttle farther and snap the clutch and it will not be sluggish. But everybody just kind of goes, well, I'm just turning the throttle and nothing happens. But the exact opposite happens when you're in like a traction compromise situation and you go turn the throttle and then it gives you that snap and yeah. it breaks traction. And then it's it's good and bad. So there's th – this is the way that I I think that, you know, you – you know, it's just – it's how it's described and what mm -hmm. it is. I don't think there's a difference in power. It's the, how the power is delivered. And – it, like when people always, they always ask, "Hey, I'm going to get the smart carb or the 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 what's the other carb that the electron electron the smart carb electron, which somehow is less snappy than a Kian or Makuni. Makuni mm -hmm. is more snappy than a Kian most of the time, you know. And we're talking if everything's jetted perfect, but it doesn't take. It's not that hard for someone to have bad jetting, and then that snapping even gets more prolific. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people, that's more power. Or they put a different right. pipe on it, and the jetting's off, so it goes, brrrah, and they go, oh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay. yeah. Bingo, I won. Decker is checking in from his garage working on the bike. I think I know that guy. He has a lemming line of people following him. Huh. Uh, hey, so I, I want to ask everybody that's in, that's in our chats and stuff like that, where, where is everybody checking in from? It, it'd be awesome to kind of see where everybody's uh, out there and where you're from. And Bobby Moonboot says the 2023 YZ450F release is tomorrow. I should probably know this, but I've been out riding. Journalist. I'm still Actually, on I don't email think, list. I, I, don't think I, got, I don't think I got any anything that uh, told me that there was uh, an embargo or anything like that. Usually I get that kind of stuff, but maybe they think I'm a dual sport rider now. Maybe, maybe. But Since it Yamaha is, doesn't it, make a dual sport bike, they didn't <laughs> talk to me. <laughs> it is getting close to... Everybody else's. We've already ridden the 23 Honda. Yeah. So. Well, oh, yeah. Or well, the 23 Honda rode me. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Central Ventura, California, Utah. We're big in Utah, I guess. <laughs> in, in California. <laughs> yeah, and Victor's, Victor's from... Mexico, actually. He's just lying. He's trying mm -hmm. to establish residency in California. Michigan, Eastern Pennsylvania. Wow. Actually, if you look at the analytics, right, we actually, some of our biggest traffic is from Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. It's it's really interesting. I, it's, I, I, I'm trying to think. I, I know I've been to like the High Point National. I think we used to fly into Pennsylvania. And I'm trying to think if I did any Enduros there. It's hard. All those states back there, they just like blend together. Yeah, they kind of blend together. You got a lot of you got a lot of like windy highways. You don't have these big long straightaways where you can see mountains. All you see is just you're just green tunnels of trees. Yeah, which is kind of similar to the riding there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're in green tunnels of trees with like little ups and downs, and then there's green tunnels of trees with sand hoop views. That's usually Michigan. Mm -hmm. Green tunnels of trees with just rocks. That's Ohio. Like slick rocks. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's Ohio. 
Alaska um, is just mud. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I, like, Better Dwarf, Iowa. Just got back from cutting Enduro Trail for our Enduro coming up in October. Hey, Dave, that's awesome. That's uh, really good. I super like it when guys are out doing trail work and stuff like that. Yeah. And somebody's from my mom's house. New York, not near New York City. That's good, Jim. So you're near you're near Unadilla, I would think. Is that the national coming up? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, that's. I mean, I've raced a national there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a G- actually, no, I've gone to the national there. We rode the track the day after. Mm-hmm. I got to ride a GNCC there, which was really fun because mm-hmm. we got to ride most of the national track, like probably eighty percent of it, and. They had some good woods, you know, really good woods stuff okay. around there. I almost got in trouble because I found out it was an AMA rule that you're not allowed to have a horn on uh-huh. your on your race bike. Oh. And I was riding a Husky dual sport bike that came stock equipped with a horn, and I guess I used it too much during the race. <laughs> I overalled the, overalled the morning, nice. uh, morning race. Nice. And then almost got disqualified. Oh, but that no. was back when I was fast. <laughs> I do all my riding in PA forests. That's good. Cool. Um, so yeah, Rusty Nail says Unadilla is Saturday. I'm, I need the racing to come back on. Oh, actually, I, I've been yeah, I've been. It feels a lot longer than just a couple weeks, right? I don't. We don't talk about it here, but I do. Yeah. I do miss and wa- I watch racing and Formula One's on a break right now mm-hmm. too, which is like so. It just everything. And the good thing is, the it bowl. did. It did rain. Mm-hmm. It did rain, and so and it rained on the weekends. Or, or right by the weekend. So mm-hmm. usually when I would like do my binge watching and it was cool enough to actually go out and uh, go go riding. So mm-hmm. thank God it rained. Oh, we needed it bad. Hopefully we get more. Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Hey, I think it's, uh, maybe it's time for an ad break. Yeah, so everybody, thanks for telling us where you're at. Um, Marina Del Rey, I think that's in California spelled with a K also. And and somebody says, I can watch Vegas to Reno. <laughs> that's not a very good spectator sport. Actually, yeah. they completely discourage it, by the way, because they have so many issues with permits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and it's it's on a Friday, so they don't they don't want to kind of impede normal recreation mm-hmm. people that are out there because it goes you know it goes a long way. And there's a lot of people. Right. Spanish Fork, Utah, Inland Empire. There's got people from everywhere. Kingston, Nevada. Dean Kemp. Dean, you need to reach out to me. Uh, because I, I, I've been trying to f- remember, <laughs> you know, I forget names. Yeah, yeah. I know. I remember Dean now. He's come to class a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, Dean, reach out to me uh, via email. Um, I got it. I got I got some cool stuff for you. So, okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. Uh, for Matt Mattoon, this is Jimmy Lewis. We'll be back in a few minutes uh, to do our favorite segment. Rooster Endo, brought to you by Takamoto. Takamoto's Rooster Endo. Yeah, and then we'll, we... I think we're going to shut down the uh, Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. Yep, that's going to be done for the night. Yep, so remember, get your questions next week. I'm, you know, we're, I think we're taking a break next week. Yeah, we're taking a break next week. I think what we're going to do is um, we're going to start trying to get some uh, some prizes for callers, some cool stuff mm-hmm. for the callers. So we're working on we're working on it. Just takes gotta, time. Got to get the sponsors cultivated. So okay, so we'll take a quick break and we'll see you in a few minutes. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor 
on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and nose meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. Welcome back to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, second half of the show. This is the best half, right, Matt? Oh, it is the best half because it features... We have Rooster Endo. This is where you send in a picture of your bike, you tell us the make, model, and year, and then we criticize you. Or praise you. Very unlikely. Mostly criticize. Yeah, so... <laughs> it's why you like us, though, right, guys? Yeah, we're trying to, you know, trying to keep it professional around here. Hey, before we get to that, uh, two things. Number one, the product of the week that we're going to talk about. Ooh. Something that I have tested, although this is brand new. Look at how I'm holding it up so nobody can see what it is. Yeah, yeah. This it's is brand Spence. new in the box because it's going to go on one of my other bikes. It's a built-proof designs swing arm protector. There we go. And everybody says, well, what is this? So switch to yeah. So it's this little piece, and I have one here for my KTM, mm -hmm. and I have one here for the YZ250 FX being installed Friday. It will. Oh, is that what's going on on Friday? Yeah, I'm gonna stay out here. We're gonna do some stuff. Good. So these little dealy bobs, basically, we'll call it triangulate. When, for lack of a better word, the tabs on your swing arm where your chain guide hooks up. And so a lot of times we run beefier, better chain guides and or you're just running your chain guide through rocks or things. And when it goes wrong, it breaks the tab off. Mm -hmm. And so I've ridden a lot of factory bikes and I don't know of one real factory bike that I've ever ridden that didn't have a very well constructed, welded on, beefed up thing. To, to to help it, but you probably don't have the ability to weld <laughs> your swing arm and make sure that you don't wreck the heat treating and all this other stuff. And those guys actually don't care about it. Actually, if it broke, they wouldn't care that it broke. They just don't want a failure during the race. Mm -hmm. But th this little part is a way to give you that kind of strength with a bolt-on part. And there's, there's the ability to also, you can just bolt it on and it'll strengthen up, but you can also bolt it on drill and tap up into the swing arm mm -hmm. and and really 
stabilize that piece. Now it's not, it's not going to, it's going to help mm-hmm. 90% of the time. But if you really whack something, like if you have a front disc guard mm-hmm. and you go over the handlebars, it could bend something else. But anyways, good, really good part. Uh, I have them on a few of my different bikes and they work because when you take bolts out that, are, that that don't come out straight they go yeah you know and 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 come out like all crooked and you go wow lucky that that load got transferred to the other bolt that's mm-hmm. now coming out go like this and you go yeah. wow it, it it did its job and you see the dings that your chain guide takes especially if you're riding the rocks a super good product our friends at bulletproof 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 designs. I always mm. say I go get in billet because yeah. the stuff they make is it's billet. Look at it's a it's a nice looking part. Yeah, I would take it out of the thing and hold it up and show it. But there's hardware in there. Hear it jingling. Yeah, I can hear it. And can see the it worst thing ever is when you open something up and it doesn't have all the parts. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a good thing. Another thing, a good friend of the show, Chris Real. I like to say Real sometimes because you know that's the 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 Mexican in me. Because, you know, we like California. I grew up in California, and I may have been a Mexican immigrant or something like that. Real. Real. Camino Real. Real. Yeah. Yeah. So he was asking me to talk a little bit and discuss a little bit about some of the safety beacons, Mm -hmm. you know, different um, things that we use when we're out riding. I ride a lot by myself. And just different things you do, or you ride with a group and you just want to be tracked and stuff, and just some of the the, the procedures and things we use. I use a, I use an inReach. I'm mm-hmm. a fan of the inReach. Some of my friends use Spots. Mm-hmm. There's a couple newer systems that are out there. These are satellite connected. Um, did you get the um? Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna update it here. Okay, update it. Yeah. These are satellite connected devices that uh, track you essentially and allow some form of two make two way communication depending on which device it is and how it works mm-hmm. and it's it, it's kind of doesn't matter which device you're using you know if you're connected and you can get a signal out and stuff okay that's good i think some are better than others this one uses a, a satellite network i'm a little more confident in than the one that the spot uses mm-hmm and the different plan, the rate plan for this one works better for me. So like I feel safe when I have this with me as much as I can. So what this is for me is now, you know, where the body's at when something goes wrong. Right. Okay. This is how I treat this. Just because I have this does not mean I can do anything extra unsafe or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go ride a bike that I don't feel confident and it's going to get me back. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes I do. I did it last week. I rode a bike that had a ticky ticky. Oh. We talked about the ticky ticky. Oh, did. Oh, no. Yeah. We I talked about it on the show, right? Has it been? Did we talk about ticky ticky? Yeah. yeah. Talked about ticky yeah. ticky. But I had this with me and I knew I had a good network of friends that if ticky ticky started grind, did what you did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting flashbacks right now. Help would be, help would be like 120 meters away. Mm-hmm. Like it was for you. If you would have just shut that damn bike down, I would actually, I, you know what, you know what it would have been better if this is the best part about that. If you would have shut it down, said, this thing's really ticky. I probably would have rode it and blown it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we, we, at that point we couldn't figure out where ticky ticky kind of sounds like the turbo problem you're having over there, Maddox, but you, you sent it, you blew it up. 
Yeah. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> so Maddox is your uh, call screener if you ever call into our uh, Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. But anyways, back to the yep. inReach. So forget what the device is. What you have to have with a thing like this is a plan. Number one, it doesn't work if nobody's following you. So if you're like me and you have no friends and nobody cares and watches it, mm -hmm. You can die out in the desert, and then when they finally come, at least it's ticking, and then you can come get the body. But you ideally, when you go out and ride alone, you should have somebody that's kind of watching you. Luckily, most people that have friends, they have their, their friends are stuck at their desk job when your kind of cool job is to go ride motorcycles all the time. Mm -hmm. And they always like, oh, I wonder what, wonder what Jimmy's doing. And so they have this, they they have my share page up, and they have mm -hmm. a screen, and everyone still check where's Jimmy, where's Jimmy at? Oh, look, he's moving, you know. Yeah. Da, 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 da. He, and as long as Jimmy's moving, it's all good. But if it stops mm -hmm. moving, we have a rule. It's a twenty minute rule. And if if I decide to stop for twenty minutes, more than twenty minutes, and I don't send an okay message. It's a, it's essentially an SOS because mm -hmm. these have SOS built into it. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a certain amount of thing like it stops moving and I have the two minute pack tracking. Mm -hmm. um, Andrew Short showed me like, he's like, Hey, it's worth it. You know, the extra 20 bucks, 30 bucks a month, whatever, as opposed to the 10 minute tracking. So yeah. you can actually see when I stop, you mm -hmm. can, you can really see it. And so there's some people that might be paying attention to it and they see it stop and, and, you know, within 20 minutes, I'll send an okay, and they see an okay, it's no big deal. So there, you, you have to actively have somebody kind of tracking you, watching your tracking to make it worth anything in a in a kind of an emergency situation. So when there's an emergency situation, then how, do, how how's your how's your setup? Who's the main contact person? Because there's four or five people that have that tracking. Mm -hmm. Who do they contact? What's the next series? And then we have a way that we push certain notification buttons that and. I could do a whole show on exactly how to how to do this and how to set it up on our thing, which has been very successful. But there's, like I said, different different things. But the the Chris's other question was, what do you do for like when shit really hits the fan? Mm -hmm. Again, it comes down to the the quality people that you have on the backside of this device. Who's on the other side watching where this is doing, and how do they how do they know how to react? Like, what's their their mo? Because if I push the SOS button on this, like the one that everybody buys it for, I want to push this help. None of my contacts get that message. It goes straight to the emergency oh, really? contact group, yeah. whatever it is. And then they see where you're at and then they contact the search and rescue sheriff's department, fire department, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Actually, the first thing they do, because I know because I've on accident activated my SOS beacon. Oh, shit. My phone rings. Uh-huh. If I'm in cell phone range. Right. And most of the time when I'm using this and you're not, that's the reason I have it is I'm not in cell phone range. If I'm mm -hmm. not in cell phone range, I can be tracked through my phone. Mm -hmm. My, you know, people have my phone tracking and they can ping it. The same thing. So, so you're out of range and then they, they contact you, you know, they, they, so they'll, the SOS, they try contacting the primary device holder. If they can't get a hold of you, they mm -hmm. start sending messages back to this because they want to know if it's, a false one or whatever. Yeah. And then this thing starts lighting up and beeps and does all this stuff. And I've never used it in an emergency, but when I've activated on accident, then I know that, Hey, they're trying to get a hold of you. And if you don't respond, then they send in the forces, the mm -hmm. cavalry, they do whatever they need to do. And I've heard it's been successful for mm -hmm. a few people. 
Um, we've had with our system, we've recovered a few people that have had problems. You know, yeah. one, one guy actually broke his back out riding, oh, shit. fell over, broke his back, and he wasn't. He knew something was wrong. He mm-hmm. was okay. He, he ended up being okay, but his his wife was watching him and says, hey, you know, he, she called a few of the con, you know people. Hey, he's not moving. Whatever. It's like well, he shouldn't be there. That's not a good spot. Mm-hmm. He's not moving. Something's wrong. So they sent somebody out there, and he the reason that he didn't do anything. He knew something was messed up, and he couldn't reach. Oh, really? To get his, you know, he it was in his backpack, right? And so he wasn't able to move to get it, but it stopped moving, and then then we reacted to it. So that's the the first thing. So you, and and he never did an SOS. Mm-hmm. So they never would have said the. They would have come and found the body if he didn't have friends that were watching it. They would have found the body a few days later after he right. starved it, or bear came and ate him. Whatever happens, right, right. But you know, so it's 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 a tool. It's all how you use it. And then one step next is like, then what do you do? Like if something really goes wrong, most of these devices will offer you some sort of an insur- a supplemental insurance pro- program that you can purchase that will pay for the, like you can get a hundred thousand dollars of excess insurance and it's cheap. It's like 20 bucks a year. Oh, shit. If they have to send, and I don't, I don't know the current prices. I sign up for it on this one, mm-hmm. but they, they pay for, you know, the search and rescue or whatever has to come in. And it depends on the County and the state you're in and where you're at. Like sometimes that's County provided or city provided or state provided. In some states, there's nothing you pay. You, you're going to pay for the helicopter they fly in to come and get you. So the extra insurance kind of helps with that. And then above and beyond that, do you have some sort of a medical recreation? You know, if you have to be transported, have you? Do you have a policy that allows you to get transported to back mm-hmm. to a hospital, or are they just going to let you sit in the prompt operating room with your? You know, they'll cut your legs off and just go, okay, well, we're done with you. You can walk home now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Bob's raising his hand. Yeah, what do you think of the Garmin system? The Garmin system. Yeah, they're sat like that. But, but this inReach is now Garmin. Oh, it is. I hate to say Garmin because I'm not really stoked on the, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Apple. I mean, they have, they're, they're keep, they keep a lot of stuff proprietary and the, you know, so it's, it's the software whatever doesn't work some some things are really good about it but i wasn't stoked when because my this is actually this is actually a delorme when delorme 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 yeah owned this and this is how old this unit is and it's actually doing some funky stuff and i need to replace it actually i might replace it before i go ride next week but uh yeah so have a tracker uh that's the thing and victor has a very good question. What if stop at Bunny Ranch, the Bunny Ranch, and you stay more than 20 minutes? Well, then I'm probably broke. <laughs> if I stopped at the Bunny Ranch, <laughs> yeah, I could be broke. Yeah. That, yeah. That 20 minutes, that'd be more than I make in a year here at this show. Mortgage, not rentals. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the best thing ever. <laughs> I, I use that pretty regu- in regular conversation. Uh, I use that in regular conversation. Did you tell your mom you went on a tour there? Oh, yeah. Not yeah. at the Bunny Ranch. No, no, no. At, at the Sherry's. other Sherry's Ranch. Yeah. yeah. I told her about the tour. I told her how good the burgers were. And she said, you know, that's very neat, but I'm not going there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's a mortgage payment, not, not, a, not a rental. Not a rental. <laughs> or, or is it not utilities? 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a, it's the mortgage payment, not the utility. Yeah, bill. there we yeah, go. That's how you. That's what they. That's <laughs> the United States. It's not Mexico, Victor. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So Chris Real says uh, I don't like to ride by myself, but I often go on solo test rides and would feel better if I could ping out to someone. Prototype bikes have a mind of their own. Oh, you're telling me? <laughs> hey, my bikes have a mind of their own. Hey, Chris, and for sure, if you if you want to get like more in depth on this, um, give me a call and we can we can go over it. And because we we've you know between some of the ding dongs that I ride around with, and as long as we've been doing this, we have a pretty good system. And I would have no problem when I'm stuck in front of my computer, being one of your buddies, and then maybe I can actually get a friend uh, to pay attention to my pinging. <laughs> I've had to pay attention to your pinging before. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I told you. I said this could be a problem, yeah, right? Yeah. I went riding on something, and I said, "Hey, you need to pay attention to this." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, there, there's certain a certain area I'm back. There, yeah, there's certain times that we that we know that like yeah, this is this is like yeah, you have to pay attention in case something goes wrong. And it wasn't it wasn't like go wrong like a crash that could always happen, but like mechanically, we thought there you know could be an issue, and I had a backup network, which is it's prior proper preparation prevents piss poor performance that's seven p's mm-hmm. my my good friend ex factory mechanic dave chase god bless his soul he got um he got covid before there was covid before there was covid like he got some kind of crazy thing that mm-hmm. caught him off guard what was it n1h1 n1h1 yeah the, the, you oh, the know, if, fluid, if yeah. we would have just had better social media at that time we could have made the same shit storm out of that I think I don't like to talk about political stuff, but how's the monkeypox going, Matt? So uh, you know they're getting vaccines out, right? <laughs> so okay, so we, we do we have rooster endos? Yeah, we do have rooster endos. Okay, it's brought to you tonight by uh, Tech uh, Takamoto, and tonight uh, this is for uh, Mark Daniels. Uh, go ahead and hit my camera. Go straight up on mine there, Mark. This is uh, tonight's uh, special. Thing. This is Loma Azul. This is currently my favorite price versus taste versus everything. Thank you to, I'll uh, move it out of the way of my face. I got to figure out which way the cameras work. This other side is like pretty trippy. Mm-hmm. So this is Loma Azul. Um, I'm trying to get it out of the lights. Chris uh, Parker turned me on to this from Rottweiler. Really? Yeah. He surprisingly, where is the ca- Which one? Oh, I'm at that one. Yeah. Got it. You know, this whole show is run by one iPhone. Pretty much. That's all you need to be on the internet these days. So this is the best bang for the buck, high quality tequila. I recommend it. Uh, you need to talk to them about sponsorship. Okay. I, and I have, an, I have another, I have a beer company that oh. potentially we could work on. Really? Yeah. Got a, Got an inside line the other day. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'd be interested. Uh, yeah, let's get her going because uh, that'd be cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, so this is the segment brought to you by Takamoto.co. Takamoto.co, not com, CO. Mm-hmm. You go there. If you have especially a Husky or a KTM or a Gas Gas or even a Honda, they have, they're doing the other brands now as well, and you want to modify that thing, they have everything for it, really good customer service, a lot of awesome explanation videos that um taco mike mike spurgeon gives his opinion on he runs a really good facebook group i think we stream live to there yeah we're still streaming live the there exe um fe performance group and i have to say that on that group by the way if you're not on that facebook group 
you can go check that thing out. You get really good answers to questions, kind of like here, mm-hmm. but it comes from a lot of different sources. And I, a couple of weeks ago, I kind of came down on them because there were so many guys throwing up, like we'll call it fake news, or mm-hmm. just I want to, I want to comment. I can, I can say something, and they say something about it, and there's a, you you post something. And I did the other week. I posted something up because I had a problem that I really didn't know, and I thought maybe somebody's had the same problem before about my tick. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Go in there, ask your question, identify the people that give you good advice, and then we can start ignoring the ones that just chatter it up. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's giving you good advice, and these these ways, hopefully these things, you know, like their comments for sure, mm-hmm. let them rise to the top, and you can get some uh, some clout. Yeah, it would give them some clout. But then you know, take the effort if you're going in there and getting free advice. Like we don't ask you to do much on this show. Mm-hmm. Although you could share it with your buddies or tell your buddies about it or like it or do whatever you do on those things. It would help. I mean, it really does help yeah. for the for those artificial intelligences. That, yeah, for the algorithms to that, figure out that, that watch what we do. Like us. Yeah. It would help in that, you know, so it grows a little bit. But you're getting this stuff for free. But then again, like free is not free. You you have to listen to an ad. You have to listen to me talk about Yamaha, which I like. Mm-hmm. Takamoto. Sponsors our next segment. Scott Sports. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing their goggles all the time. The the amplified lenses. Yeah. Incredible. Climb. I'm going to be testing some new climb gear. Oh, testing it. Testing some nice. new stuff. Like dirt bike test test or no no no, no 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 prototype stuff. Nice. Like they they. I can't talk about which exactly which gear line it is, mm-hmm. but the gear line's really good, and they're going to send me some stuff that they think is going to be better. Oh wow! And I'm like, wow, that's a that's a leap, but this is mm-hmm. where this is where the stuff goes. So, DDC, our original sponsor, they make awesome chain wheels, and I'm replacing a bunch of chains, and I have DDC sprockets that look brand new. If that tells you anything, yeah, <laughs> they last a long time. Trail Tech, running Voyager Pros with my buddy Dave, my wingman. Mm-hmm. We're gonna know where everybody's at because of buddy tracking. Fast Company, Flex Handlebars. My wrists, love them. Mm-hmm. Seat Concepts, they brought you the hot seat hotline, and they make Husaberg 570 seats, and Bulletproof Designs, and we talked about their swing arm protectors. How do I just work that into an ad read? Yep. So anyways, go to tacomoto.co. They probably have most of those things, and uh, what's our first bike? So this is going to be from Jesse McW- McWin. It is a 2014 KTM 500 EXC. He, it just says FMF, uh, recluse, <laughs> factory suspension, Voyager, with a trail jammer, GPR triple and stabilizer. I'm reading this as it's written. Get on the way, Baja Designs, rear handbrake, tubeless, ASV levers, seat concepts, a Cherby's Hangarda. Hangarda. That, that's Italiana. Yeah, Italiana. Boysen water pump. Thermo and smog delete, a Cherubis tank, Golan, TM90 fuel fitting. Is he from Arizona? It does kind of look like Arizona. There. It looks like Arizona. So, uh, Jesse? Jesse Mc- McQuinn. Jesse McQuinn. Okay, so first of all, we're going to really kind of get down to the nitty gritty here. Mm-hmm. You heard about backlight, backlighting for photography? 
you know, I think I've heard it mentioned a couple times on the show. Right. So ooh, that photo, like, <laughs> I mean, the sun should be to your back when you're shooting a photo. Just kind of, right. if you don't have any skills, just sun to the back. And if you're going to do it this way, fill flash, bro. Mm-hmm. Best trick that Carl Kramer ever taught me. Fill <laughs> <laughs> flash. Uh, so does he have a GoPro on his throttle? Yes, he does. And it's pointing back at him looking at the lens there. I think that's a three. Is that one of those 360s? Oh, you know, it could be a GoPro 360. That lens looks, that would be a horrible, that'd be a horrible view. And it makes me, it could make me sick if I watched the video he shot, but Rick Levon, um, he has a discard that to me looks like a plastic discard. I'm okay with that because it doesn't upset the handling (laughs) or the geometry (laughs) of the motorcycle that my, um, pretty pea pod princess and the pea yeah right that feels all this he, stuff he does have a rear metal one. he has a really nice lightweight one in the rear and uh there's i didn't even i was so taken back by the photo i didn't hardly listen to the list but he's got a lot of, bike looks really familiar i got a couple of those right it does it does look i like wonder if it has an exhaust leak like todd kelly's does maybe yeah we should ask him about the <laughs> exhaust leak it looks like he has a progressively round sprung spring <laughs> sprung recluse what do you say about recluse does he have a recluse yeah i just said recluse it just has a recluse he, he just named the brands he went for the most brand- part he didn't yeah. really name the, the the product all that much that's like saying i have a ktm what is his buddy's bike got in the back it's it's uh this is like add I'm trying to let me yeah. see if i can enhance it so we so what we do in the segment is we really dive deep into your motorcycle he's got the enduro engineering grab handle yeah, I don't think he mentioned that. He didn't mention it. Then he's going to get denied for an incomplete list, a bad photo, and having some really good companies on there. But not really mentioning a the A Cherby's gas tank. I like that. Yeah, he did mention a Cherby's gas tank. He did. You know, Franco Cherby's Chir- saved me from a life of slavery in Martania. You've mentioned Africa. this a few times, yeah. Yeah. I'll I don't tell think we've it. ever gotten the full story. Yeah, it's pretty, off, pretty sketchy, but off yeah. Off-air story? No, it's it's an on-air story. It's what happens when you race the Dakar. It's <laughs> right. a, uh, what is it? It's an adventure for those that go and a dream for those that stay behind or something like that is what the, uh, Terry Sabine said. Mm-hmm. But then you're in what Hubert Ariol told me was the real D- Dakar starts when your race ends. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened. So uh, that's why I've done three and a half of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this one's going to kind of be an instant endo because this may be the worst photo ever submitted. Like last last time was all roosts, right? Yeah, this time's not looking too hot. Holy shit, I that, need to get some Scott goggles on here with some len- amplified lenses to see this thing. Yeah, so Eric R. Booth, 202500 EXE. So if you're, if you're watching, if you're watching this on the video platforms mm-hmm. you are seeing. Well, it's a bike that's parked on a Creek crossing from what I can see. I can't tell what kind of bike it is other than it looks like it's a little bit orange, mm-hmm. but the green from the forest blends into the orange and it looks like the picture was taken underwater, but it's not. That's how blurry this photo is. Right. I don't even know what it's focused on except for that rock. That's about four feet behind the rear tire. I see the focus point. Mm hmm. So a lot of effort went into the photography here. Yeah. Can I just guess what's on this bike? You can guess if you want. Hold on a second. Um, hmm. 
I was actually going to try to take a bottle of water mm-hmm. and like, like gurgle while I said <laughs> what what it was, but I don't have that sound effect readily available. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay, 2020, 500 EXCF. He followed the, did he say KTM? He didn't say KTM. Uh, yeah. He did. It says KTM handguards. But so it's like, you just expect that I'm an expert enough to know that the EXC 500 mm-hmm. is not only the best dual sport bike as asked in our first question tonight, mm-hmm. but it's a KTM. Okay, it's, it's assuming a lot here. <laughs> okay, get end cap. Get get comma end cap. Okay, comma <laughs> recluse radius CX. I tight. didn't. I didn't know get made end caps, but yeah. <laughs> What's well, a get comma? Uh, tidy tail taco three sixty fork wrap blinkers a chair beast three point one enduro engineering radiator guards and truck fin. A Cherby skid plate and frame guards, KTM handguard wraps, Scott stabilizer on B- BRP ca- uh, crush mount. O- That's really good setup, by the um, way. ODI grips, seat concepts, comfort low, Shinko 505, Shinko front fatty, bulletproof fork lug guards. Hey, and we already got, we already got the, 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 the top, our top fans are throwing thumbs downs at this thing already. Cause right. they're, cause they're seeing this. <laughs> it's the, it's the photo. Like it actually sounds like he has a pretty, pretty well set up. Bike. Hey, and I'll tell you what, if you would have focused this, I would be fiending to go ride there. But right now I'm imagining that I'm like Mojave Bob and I, I can't see. And this is what my whole life looks like. It's a, just a blurry mess. And I'd have to wear glasses. And my wife says, Jimmy, you should wear glasses because she knows something about me. And I'm like, uh-uh, I want to see life and the vivid thing unobstructed through lenses. Beer goggles. This bike is full beer goggles right That's now. Does anybody like. agree with me there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Or, or is Mark Daniels giving me thumbs down based on my tequila choice? That's a oh. hard thing to tell on this <laughs> Kind of, but I'm just going to go ahead and kind of. I agree with you 100. percent That's that's an endo. You know, if it's a better picture, this thing actually kind of roosts. What, so what did we what did we do today? Like Matt, just talk mm-hmm. about our day today. You kind of came in here and you were pretty proud of your your video editing. And I never said I was proud of it. Oh, you weren't. No, I was actually just like kind of ready to hear what you had for me. I wasn't expecting. Uh, I wasn't expecting a pluses on it. Okay, so we, we have to take it back two steps, and the the, the cameraman kind of sucked a little bit. Mm-hmm. He didn't give you like you know, it, there wasn't the, the camera wasn't as stable it should have been, and there's like there's a lot of things. The photo models, like I fired those guys, but the photo models were kind of substandard. Mm-hmm. But then y- you kind of took a beat down when we were like talking about the edits. Yeah, yeah, it's just feedback. I'm learning. Right, it wasn't as bad as the wasn't bad as that photo. Yeah, endo. <laughs> where do where do we get it? all these from? Those were on. Those this is from the EXCFE group. You guys need to kick it up. So actually, here's the funny thing about this. Last time they were all roosts. Yeah, they were all, all good roosts. bikes. Are, are we are we going to go? Just you, you've looked at these. I haven't we, looked we at have these before. These next two are probably roosts. Okay. But our last bike is definitely an endo. Yeah. So so I think that just kind of shows like sometimes that people, they, you know, they, oh, I'm going to get a free hundred bucks. Oh, a hundred dollar gift certificate from Takamoto if you win. Uh, Mark says his photo is what sucked my eyes and (laughs) are not blurred even with said tequila on board. But was my tequila good, Mark? That's the, okay, tequila spot on. You see the chat above. Next bike. Dustin Ewing. 
2000. Dude, I'm I'm liking the graphics straight away. Yeah, this thing looks pretty sweet. 2019 500 EXEF. So, so remember a couple of weeks ago I talked about Andrew Short's graphics. They were just like a kind of mm-hmm. a, this qu- weird ambiguous design. That they look just, like this. It was not. It, this is totally different. This is like like if you were if you were an artist and you were taking drugs. He took a different drug than Andrew took. <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain that any yeah. better than that. But these these graphics are just it's it's like a I don't even want to call it tile. What what would be what would that it's be? It's like called? shards of glass. Shards of glass. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So it's like shards of glass going lots of different directions on a very orange, mm-hmm. black and gray background. If you're yeah wondering what we are staring at if you're listening to this and it, it's pretty sweet looking hey thanks to the guys at inside line moto they they are always listening to us while they're working on bikes and doing it the right way that's awesome yeah so okay right, so get ecu with taco maps dirt tricks sprocket craft suspension 3.1 gallon tank smog delete bulletproof radiator guards fmf exhaust well he's got it with the yeah what you talk about hand guards, the pillow grips that I can see. Talk about the hand guards, and not talk about the pillow grips. I had high hopes. I'm looking around at where the photo is taken. It's like, look at that DG on the ground. If the, if it rained there, where he mm-hmm. took that photo, do you know how good that dirt would be? Really good because in Reno, where we were downhill mountain biking, it was like it was like that. Is that stuff? Yeah, like, and it was so good. He could have done one step. He could have just watered the dirt mm-hmm. around his photo right now, and I wouldn't even look at his bike. I'd be going, look at that dirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. It's uh, what yeah. does he say? What tires he has? Are they golden? No, he doesn't mention he doesn't the say tires. tires. Well, he doesn't mention uh, the tidy tail. The tidy tail. He's got the tidy tail. By the way, you can get those at Takamoto. We're zooming in on the photo, taking a little closer look at this. It's definitely a a. a I'm going to tell you another. Oh, he's got he's got the the bulletproof oh. designs. Oh 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 Uh-oh. boy, he's got bulletproof designs at both ends. See, I'm trying. Oh really, no no no! I'm tr- I'm trying to I'm trying to help myself here. I'm trying not to go there every time. Yeah, maybe that's why the angle that that's a good angle for disguising that so as opposed it. to putting a happy face on it. Go to the back of the swing arm. Look down. Look at the look at the. He's got the swing arm protector. Oh, he does. The part that I talked about. The yeah, good yeah the good thing because that's where you hit rocks. Mm-hmm. If because if you're a good rider, your front wheel will not hit the rocks because it's always in a wheelie mm-hmm. it's always up in the air that will hit things because the rear it is a golden tire how did i know that tread patterns <laughs> just like it does no, say golden tire right there it's esp or something like that what is, what's esp extrasensual perception or something like that extrasensual perception extrasensory perception <laughs> so oh boy until you brought that up matt i was mm-hmm. so roost I, I was there with the exception of the fact that they, he did not talk about the hand guards, nor did he talk about the tidy tail. And then I saw that. This thing. Ando. It's an Ando. It was close. It was so It close. was right there until. If it, if it would have had a Trail Tech kickstand on there, mm-hmm. I, I might have overlooked for, some of the other stuff. For, for me. Because that, that, that would be like eye candy, that mm-hmm. that that kickstand with the, the little cutouts in it. <laughs> well, for, for me, my, my, my problem is. If I, like, it, I like his graphics. The graphics are nice. It's because he has the front fender, the the because he has this. And he didn't mention <laughs> the, the tidy and, tail. And this, what we're talking about is a. Is a the front. A bulletproof designs, one of our sponsors, 
discard. There we go. Metal discard. There Metal. It's a it's aluminum discard. It's a billet, bulletproof designs metal discard and it's a plated bike too which is what rusty kind of pointed out right it's plated but it doesn't mention the the te- uh tidy tail discard with uh, decals like the rest of the bike is oh, yeah <laughs> if you put camouflage shards of glass discard stickers that's a that's a thing for somebody to do so yeah but that one doesn't re- that one res- endos more on a technicality it it is a technical endo yeah so okay you thought we were going straight to the roost department I thought we were until I saw that. Okay. All right. Hey, we got a good photo. Great photo. This is like, as far as photos go, this one wins in the photo department. So this is... It wasn't shot in his front yard that had nice dirt. Mm -hmm. It's shot out in its natural element. It's not like you killed it and mounted on your wall and took a picture of it. Right. It's... This thing's still living, roaming free. Mm -hmm. Okay. Decker Nielsen. 2017 KTM 250 XEW. Comes with flex bars, full wrap handguards, a Cherby's headlight, an oversized tank, front and rear tuggers, radiator guards, Lex expansion chamber with an FMF silencer, moose front and rear, enduro engineering skid plate, a used rear disc guard, an electron car because one day in one day where uh, I live, we're going to read this as written. In one day where I live, we can go from 3,500 to 10,000 uh, 10, feet, uh, and not least is the fact that there is no extra weight added to the front. I always say in, in order first to do the feather, the headgear is removed. Mm-hmm. Do you know where that saying comes from? It sounds like uh, from a headdress, yeah? Well, it's, it's, it's my drinking club with a running problem. In, in, I, I, in order first yeah. to the feather, the headgear is removed. That means you take your hat off before mm-hmm. you have your drink mm-hmm. in respect to the, the drink. Right. So I think that kind of sums up what he was trying to explain there. Mm-hmm. So good thing, don't give up where you're at. Bob, do you see, look at the photo. Do you see your shadow creeping in? Does your shadow get stolen? I'm trying is to it stole? I know, but like lean in a little bit. Come on, come a little closer. Come on, a little closer. Just a little closer. Just watch the corner of that frame. Come on, Bob, do it. Yeah, you you actually hit the light and you actually made a shadow in your your shirt. So if you want to like you know geek out on this thing, you saw Mojave Bob's Hawaiian shirt enter the photo, and I and what you need to do is comment about how many souls he just lost by by doing that. Eleven. None left. Well, that's why well, you got to be careful. It's hard to watch this show live in person, right, Maddox? Sometimes. But it's almost worth the free dirt bikes you're going to ride this week. You, uh, uh, KTM free ride, electric bike? Uh, I don't know if you're going to be riding them this week. Oh, next week? Probably more like next week. Okay. So back to this bike, it was a... What was the bike again? 2017 KTM 250 XCW. So the funny thing is I looked at this and I said, this looks like a brand new, like it, it looks like a 23 mm-hmm. to me. It looks like a 22 or 23 because they haven't changed that much. Like from the look, the angle, the photo, it's kind of like, you know how you can take a, ang- a picture like girls do this all the time. They take a picture at a certain angle. It makes it look better than it is. Yes. Yes. That happens on, like, on your, what do you swipe? Which side? Uh, you, which Tinder, one? Bumble. Bumble, all those? Yeah. 
th- those photos always look a lot better than what you encounter in the real world. Mm-hmm. But the good thing is, is that you're just looking for a good dirt bike to ride. Mm-hmm. This thing's pretty solid. The carburetor was what kind of triggered me. Like all of a sudden, because I'm full fuel injection guy. This has a carburetor. But my question is, why 250 and not 300? And, not 300? and it's, it's, that's a, it's just a him, personally. I'd, I'd really like to know, was it because you, you did not get a 300 or did you want a 250? Because there's certain characteristics of each of those bikes that, mm-hmm. are, that are substantial that make a difference. And I always like to ask somebody, like, I was almost looking for a 250 TPI bike, but yeah. they're hard to find because they've brought so few over. Mm-hmm. And there's, like I said, characteristics, like the weight, feel, and different things. I, I would love to ride a 250 and 300 back-to-back like I got to do in the in the very first intro in, like, the 19. I'd like to do it with the new ones because mm-hmm. they, they keep making the bikes feel lighter, you know, by the, the way they, they tune the chassis. And it'd be interesting to see. But overall, um, I think this bike is super solid. This is the first one. His photo's good. He listed his stuff. He did all the things. Mm-hmm. This thing roos. Yeah, this is by far the best one of the night so far. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm trying to look through the spokes right now and see if he's got a discard on. No, it. no discard through the spokes. Because the funny thing is, if you look closely, his helmet is on the ground. Yeah, all for the ants to get. And and if if Logan were here, we would talk about this mm-hmm. because Logan liked to set his helmet on the ground, and then ants are really liking helmets on the ground. Mm-hmm. I like to hang it on my foot peg. Okay. So if you've watched this entire stupid show and you've gotten nothing out of it, let me give you a couple pointers. You can take your, your chin guard of your helmet and hang it on your foot peg, not the foot peg on the downhill side, like the kickstand side on the opposite side of the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Hang your helmet on the foot peg there and it doesn't hang on the ground. Sometimes you can slide it over the handguard or on the handlebar. If you don't have a wraparound handguard, you can hang your helmet there. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a mirror, by the way, use a double take mirror because they're, they're, I, can, I use, notice how clean shaven I am tonight? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. used a double take mirror to get all this, the tough to get spots. Yeah. <laughs> to, you know, with my clippers and mm-hmm. um, Hang your helmet on the mirror because um, Logan busted the mirror off on his motorcycle and that, thing became a helmet holder yeah after ants crawled in his helmet on the soon to be released video yeah so it has a kickstarter maybe it was availability and he tried to hide the kickstarter no i can see the kickstarter yeah they had they had um no that that was a they had electric start back then for sure and robert noticed my hat uh, if you notice, then um, it's a good club with a bad name. Yep. Yeah. Fuck you racing, by the way. Uh, thank you to uh, uh, Jerry and the crew at Fuck you. Um, we're, all you need is a sticker and then you're cool. Actually, I almost, there was a guy at the gas station today when I was filling up my truck and he was going the other way in a BMW. Mm-hmm. He had a super worn out rear tire and it was kind of a street tire. If he would have had a knobby on that thing, he would have got the, Oh, Fuck you, Nevada sticker. Nice. He didn't ride with me, but he was close, and he was in enough presence that we could have. Right. We could have. We could have done that. <laughs> so this thing's roost, right? Roost. Yeah. Okay. That and 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 do you want to just go straight to where who's winning tonight? Do we have another one. Or that's it. Uh. Oh, we have a video submission. We have a video submission. 
Which one was the bad one? We can. Which all of them were bad? No, no, this, he was saving the bad one for last. We can push the video to next week or okay. the week after. Okay, no, no. Because looking at the time. Yeah, no, this wins. It's just, yeah. it's, it's straight away. It's like last time, last week was tough. Mm hmm. And this week is easy. And this guy, what's his name? Decker Nielsen. Decker. Was Decker the one? Was Decker the Decker in the in the chat? Maybe, maybe. Oh, if he is, that, that's even better because that's how we decided last week. And you're in the chat, you won. The first guy to respond in the chat. But that's a that's a cool bike. I'm stoked yeah. on it. You know, yeah, that's it's really good. No, so. It's not it's not Husaberg level. I so. have to figure out where it fits on here. You know, you know the worst thing about this board is pins fell off of it, and I stepped on one. Yeah, I saw it. You tried to show me, and I I, I can't even I can't. Yeah, I stepped on a pin. I got it straight in my foot. I roll around my office barefoot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes in my underwear, but we don't want to talk about that. I'm glad I'm not here when, when that happens. It's okay. You got me snoring today in the massage chair. I did get you snoring. I, w I did go for a little bit of a walk. <laughs> Dude, I was tired. I got up early this morning. Well, I, I can tell you drive. were tired. I went out. So we have massage chairs in here. Thanks, Janie, my mm -hmm. retired bartender. Um, she dropped off Fabio, which is mm -hmm. kind of strange, like having a massage chair named after... Like a guy who I've delivered motorcycles to his house before. Mm -hmm. I've been to Fabio's house. Really? Yeah. Wow. Should I tell this story? You should tell this story. So there was a time when, like, kind of like now, when like KTM 300s are really, really hard to get. And mm -hmm. I worked at Cycle World Magazine, which is the, the world's largest motorcycle magazine. And we mm -hmm. wanted to test a KTM 300. Yeah. Well, Fabio was pretty big. He'd just done the Can't Believe It's Butter. Yeah things he was on the cover of all the love romance novels mm -hmm. whatever he was famous for i don't know what he was famous for i didn't yeah. even know yeah i kind of didn't i didn't didn't really know who he was to be honest with you i was just a kid younger guy mm -hmm. and i was the off-road editor at cycle world magazine so my job was to get the motorcycles test them write about them do whatever so we wanted to do a ktm 300 my boss said we will test a ktm 300 okay ktm didn't have any but they just given one like, they probably gave the press fleet KTM 300 to Fabio. Oh, wow. Because that would probably do more for them mm -hmm. than having, like, Dirt Bike Magazine, that junky magazine, test it. Yeah. But Cycle World wants it, and, like, we're way bigger than Dirt Bike. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, that's the target demographic. Oh, we've got one. Go pick it up from Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> so I drove up into Hollywood Hills. Uh huh. And I went to Fabio's house. Uh huh. And just he, he's just a regular dude, just like me or you. He's just a dude. Yeah. And that guy loves freaking dirt bikes. He uh -huh. really did. And so I went there and rang the rang the doorbell. And Fabio, it's like this dude's massive. He's mm -hmm. huge. He's like he's like you know like Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of you know, yeah. muscled whatever. But he wasn't. But, you know, he's wearing kind of what you, you see these muscle guys, you know, these like, you know, tank top thing, mm -hmm. just muscles sticking out. <laughs> he has a, he has a, he has an accent. Uh -huh. I don't, I don't remember exactly where he's from, but he, an accent. And he's like, oh, you're here to pick up the KTM. Are you going to wreck my bike? <laughs> you know, I, my bike, <laughs> he was like worried about his bike. And so we went into his kitchen. <laughs> really? And in getting to his kitchen, I walked around about like 30 other motorcycles. Jeez, really? To get there. And I, I don't think, I, I think he, he definitely rode the bikes. 
a little bit, but uh. not a lot. But he had a collection of a lot of really awesome dirt bikes as mm-hmm. we went in there. And I, you know, took it, got, got to the bike and like, oh, yeah, that's, that's the one. Brand new. Like, I don't even know what year it was. KTM 300 had to roll it out because we had to, you know, take it. Mm-hmm. You know, roll, we had to move a lot of bikes around to get it out of his kitchen. Jeez. But when we were getting out the kitchen, there's one room that was wide open in his place. Uh-huh. It was his stereo slash TV room. Uh-huh. And this is before like big screens. He had a giant big screen. Like it was a what before there was LED, there was or there's another one that was a the ones that were super heavy. Like those mm-hmm. ones on the wall. Yeah. That came out of the palms. Mm-hmm. The they're <laughs> they're they're really heavy TVs. I don't know what they're called. Anybody know here? No, no. So super heavy TV, and uh, but he had this giant one. It was like four times as big as that. That was his TV, and he had a stereo system. He says, "Would you like to hear the stereo?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I just want to get this bike and get the hell out of here because I'm not into Hollywood or mm-hmm. just. I, it's just I was out, I was in a city. I was out of my element. Yeah. We're up in the hills or whatever, and it's just like, no, I'm, I'm stealing your awesome motorcycle that you're worried about that i'm going to go out and thrash it or whatever because mm-hmm. i had to bring it back to him i had to take it go up and do a quick ride on it and photo shoot and then bring it back mm-hmm. so he's like would you like to your stereo i'm like uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> i have never been immersed in sound like right. that he he, really? he you know plugged in and i think it with the time i don't know if it, it was cd or maybe it was a rec it, I think it was a CD that he used, whatever, but 360 degrees of bombarded by sound. It was punching him in the face. Jeez. In his, in his, in his room. And it was the only room that didn't have motorcycles in it, uh-huh. as far as I could tell. Right. And anyway, so yeah, it was pretty, pretty crazy, awesome. Um, plasma TV. That's what it, it was a plasma TV. Got it. Early days of plasma, but wow. back when it was the, it was a thing. And that's why I'm kind of curious about whether it was a CD, because I don't think it was a CD, because I think Fabio was so into having the right sound, mm-hmm. he would not have... Oh, you know what it was? What? It was reel to reel. He had a giant, like a big tape, like a not a, not a cassette tape, but a big tape. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a big... He had reel to reel with whatever the music he played in... in uh, I don't remember what it was. I wish I I wish I did, but what a crazy ass experience. Yeah. It sounds and, insane. Yeah. So that's Fabio. That's yeah. how I met Fabio. Just like Mo. <laughs> yeah. And Robert says his collection of motos was brilliant. I I saw it firsthand. I don't know what he did with it. I don't know how, but you know, life of a kid that likes to ride dirt bikes for a living. Yeah. I should tell you about the guy who does uh I picked up a bike from the guy who does the container wars or or, oh. or dumpster uh, like, like is it the like the con- storage storage wars or something like that i picked up a, a street scrambler from that guy and that was crazy yeah you you'll probably that's a good thing you can google it i it wasn't a dirt bike it was just like when you're the off-road editor at cycle world like you have a lot of free time because mm-hmm. you, you i my job was to do like two pages a month best job ever internet ruined <laughs> motorcycle journalism back to my theme of tonight's show so, uh, anyways, tubes. Curly, what what is what are tubes? Plasma tubes. Plasma, and then tubes. So well, like Rick plasma. Rick got the plasma. Rick Levon got plasma, and, and oh, the 
the whole room was built around the stereo system. Like, like he had like Dolby 12 channel or whatever the heck it was. That's what he had. It was, it was like a, it was essentially a theater, you know, that, that he built into this, into this house. Wow. And I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should have hung out with Fabio. Should no, have. you figure out the guy that, what's the guy that did Storage Wars? I, I had just looked up. Yeah, remind me, remind me of that guy. Uh, I don't see his name up there. He's, he was, uh, there, Barry. That's the guy, Barry. That's, he's a, he's a motorcycle, he's a motorcycle nut. Absolutely. He had some crazy motorcycles and I don't think I can tell those stories on, on, on the <laughs> podcast. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> so same thing, Hollywood. Yeah. Decker's in the chat. Jack Decker, you're a winner yeah. by the way. So reach out to, to, uh, Matt and however you, you know, Matt at Jimmy Lewis Okay. So reach out to Matt and, uh, you know, collect your hundred dollar Takamoto gift certificate. Um, super stoked that you got your photo right. But why the two fifty? That's the question, Decker. That's the two fifty. I got an um out of that. Yeah, there was an um there, and then I missed one from earlier. I, I'm actually kind of behind on the ums. I've been paying more attention to this <laughs> in other you know other platforms and different things like that. Yeah, it's something I'm it's something I'm working on too. So hey Mark, thanks for uh, liking us. Two fifties roost <laughs> is what Rick says. So I'm just judging that Rick has a two fifty. I don't have a two fifty, mm. so three hundreds are better. I've always liked the three hundred when with the two fifty ignition. Back in the day, that was mm. the, that was the trick. You, you used to you know kind of get it to get a little more pipe pipey, lively because I think they always said three hundred was old man's bike, and mm. now that I'm an old man, I don't identify as one. I just want 250 power so maybe i should get 250 stickers i don't know gotta thank our sponsors yamaha hey we didn't talk about yamaha two strokes yet if it would have rained today it would have been a 125 125 at the sand track all Mm -hmm. day long Experience pure performance and exhilarating power with a full line of Yamaha YZ two-stroke bikes. You can visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new for 2022, which is actually old, and what's new for 2023. The new YZ125, which may last for another 20 years. Was it 15 or no, 17 years? 2005. 2005 to 2022, 17 years. 17 years. You could buy a new 2022 YZ125 and it'll be good for 17 more years because I have a 2005 and I'm still pretty happy with it. Because, but I'm not happy when I hop on the new one and I realize that there's an all new engine, revised six speed transmission. Don't notice that. New brakes. Don't notice that so much. Suspension settings. A little bit. Improved rider ergonomics. Totally notice that. The styling makes mine look like a old hag. Right. Right. So anyways, that stuff carries over to the YZ250. And if you have a younger guy, YZ65, YZ85, YZ85 LW, bring big bike specs into a smaller package. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to find your Yamaha YZ and enter the victory zone today. 
And Mark says, it's raining on the VTR coast. Of course, I understand there are changes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw one of their pits that was currently underwater, which could change in a day mm-hmm. out here. It could suck it right up because... So like right. the, 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 the rain out in the desert has been spectacular. I mean, I talked to some ranchers when I was out doing some of the stuff I was doing and they are stoked. I mean, they haven't had this amount of rain, any rain for like three years and it's uh, super cool. I mean, the Husaberg 570 agreed with the amount of rain that came down. Mm-hmm. You know, like I roosted to actually, I'm probably going to go over and watch the uh, VDR Vegas Torino qualifiers I'm going to ride a Husaberg 570 because I think there's going to be enough traction to handle that motorcycle Oof. on the way out there. Breaking out the the moto equivalent of good whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, or tequila or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, hey, everybody, thanks for joining in. Thanks for joining us. Uh, be sure to support uh, Dirt Bike Test, www.dirtbiketest.com. We got some new beginner bike videos going up. You going to be riding beginner bikes here pretty soon, Maddox? Yeah. Are you stoked on motorcycles? Not yet? He's going to be. You're getting there. I'm stoked to ride. You know, a- you know, the funny thing is about the dirt bike. You know, I drop a little nugget of knowledge every once in a while. Like, so you're a young kid growing up, whatever, getting trying to get, you know, thing. You get your driver's license, you hop out, and you're going to drive around the streets, and you want to do something that's kind of cool or crazy or whatever. What do you get if you get caught? A ticket or a broken vehicle? Yeah. Insurance rates go up all this stuff. If you get a dirt bike, you can go do the craziest stuff known to man and if nobody's watching you you get away with it for sure if somebody's watching if you're a good rider they think you're cool like i've seen logan have girls sitting on the front of him on his motorcycle before this is a skill and a technique that i still don't understand never been fully described but Mm -hmm. we will get to the bottom of this so dirt bikes are cool yep for sure um somebody motorcycles are fun that's what Paul Krause told me on the start line of one of my very first desert races. I was parked, you know, starting next to him. Then the banner went up and everything. And you're just dead silence, bomb run, desert bomb run. And dead silence. And Paul Krause goes, hey, you know what? Motorcycles are cool. <laughs> I think it was his distraction technique, but I still jumped him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so anyways. Cool. Anyways, thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, yep. David, for uh, joining in. Thanks for being loyal supporters of the show. Bring a friend. Tell a friend. Actually, I want to give Dennis a shout out and hope that uh, he recovers from his surgery. What did he have? Uh, I Lobotomy? I don't know if it's something I'm really supposed to... Lobotomy, probably. He's a motorcycle rider, so they try to take half the brain out. uh, Hope bust and recovery. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, for sure, Dennis. Yeah, recover well. Come back down and ride with us soon. And if you don't, um, Matt's going to ride all your motorcycles Mm -hmm. all the time. Pretty much. I'll be flying around on a 990 Baja edition. And we have a new KLR 650 650 coming here. Yeah, I Uh, can't wait to ride that thing. KTM Mm -hmm. E-Ride, E-whatever they call it, E-something. Yeah, free ride, and it's going to be my first time ever riding an electric okay. bike, so I'm really excited. You got a KLX? 230. 230. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things we're going to do is a wheelie, concept, a wheelie contest Yeah. on small bikes, on all the, uh, all the especially the fuel-injected ones, mm-hmm. around my front yard. Okay. We're going to just do who can, hold, who can keep the front end at 12 o'clock. Okay. And... If any of the Willy boys are listening, they haven't been around much. I scared them away. Mm-hmm. They can come over and join in. Not down the street, 
just around the front yard, mm-hmm. 12 o'clock high. So everybody, thanks a lot for joining in. Um, we will see you not next Tuesday probably because I'm going to be riding unless somehow I magically get an internet connection, but it's we're going to take a weekend off likely and come back at you. It could be from a place north of here with a super special guest. Oh. Could be just just to drop that little wow. thing. That's something I don't even know. Yeah, so uh, it's true, but I made it up. No, <laughs> no, it could happen. So cool. Uh, thank you, Max, for answering the phones. Thanks for Bob for finally making an appearance with your arm and shirt on the show. Yeah, the the that'll all end. Uh, Matt, good job. Thank you. We don't need those other guys anymore. They're fired fully. I I need them for a little bit longer. Well, to ride bikes, maybe, but yeah, yeah. Hey, if if you are a beginner rider, by the way, mm-hmm. and you want to test some beginner rider bikes, or a seasoned rider, and you want to come out and test some bikes, we're gonna have some bikes. We need to get Jim out here. Jim mm-hmm. would like to come and do this. Okay. Um, we won't invite George because yeah. George is super experienced. I'm still trying to work out some details before I have a date to like try and get everything all together and do a big shoot. Yeah, I I was actually thinking when we get really cool bikes here, not beginner bikes. Oh, uh, when we yeah. get cool bikes here to invite. Well, we have a KLR coming. <laughs> I have a milk crate too, and we're gonna throw it on there, and it's gonna be the sickest adventure bike in that garage. I'll take it off my quad and put it onto. It's it's gonna add KLR. to it. it, it that's what's <laughs> amazing about the KLR. Do you ever wonder when the show's gonna end? <laughs> Uh, it's going to end when you acknowledge that the KLR is the greatest adventure bike ever it's made. It's probably, it's probably. Top three at least. Oh yeah, top three for sure. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of my biggest recommendations mm-hmm. when when people say, hey, I don't know anything about adventure riding. I want to get a, an adventure bike. I say KLR 650. It's a great mm-hmm. way to go. But now we don't have the Yamaha ad read for it. And Yamaha That's does sponsor the show. Tenere. But the Tenere 700 is the replacement for the KLR in yeah. my world. And I mm-hmm. will explain that more as I go into these details with these yeah. videos. And, but the, what I was getting to is I want to do a thing where we have some really cool bikes to test mm-hmm. and we bring out our favorite fans. You know, if they can get their ass out here, cause we don't have any budget for this, but they right. can get out here. We can set up a thing where they can actually participate in this test. So you're kind of beta testing this with our, our kids cause they don't have any money and they have mm-hmm. no way to, they barely have a way to get out here. They blow up their turbos. Did, was it, a, was it, were you doing a burnout when the turbo blew up Maddox? No, I was uh, gassing it though. You were gassing it when it blew up. Okay. So just, I, how do I know this? It's called wisdom. <laughs> wisdom is like Old people have wisdom, and you don't like old people, so wisdom doesn't matter anymore. It's also called experience. He was 16, too, at, at one point. I was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a Nissan pickup truck with no turbos and no power, and I managed to blow transmissions out of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, wow. see, our, our, our fans are... Yeah, they'll fly in. Yeah, they'll fly in. They'll do it. Yeah, we're, we're going to do something like this. I yeah. think it would be a really cool content, and, and like everybody's opinion is valid, and it's, mm-hmm. it's awesome to hear what... You know, everybody gets to say about these things. I do it for a living, so I'm a little jaded. But then again, I want to convey good information. So with that, Matt, we're going to shut this damn show down. Thanks for joining in. Uh, Follow us, like us, do all the things that you do to share. And uh, I'm still old, but I'm still riding, so it's all good. There you go. So with that, we're going to see you out on the trail. Cheers. Cheers.